But you know, hey, speaking of uh, speaking of at length, I don't know what I was gonna do with that segue. Hi guys, how are y'all? Y'all doing good? I'm great. That's hey, that's good to hear. Bruce, you sounded a little yeah. You sound you sound a little sleepy. You sound a little sleepy every weekend. Well, it's because the problem is like you know I work overnights and then I get to the weekend and it's like I could fall asleep right after work, but I never do, and then mm-hmm. I end up like not getting much sleep before the stream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, which is my fault, really. But like, yeah, it is what it is. I think um, I think that's one of the I think one of the primary things that will sort itself out when there's the unified experience via um wide ranch or white house or well wide house i suppose comes first wide ranch is a little bit more pipe dream well not pipe dream but uh long term that's what i'm looking for not not pipe dream please excuse me uh english is not my first language so yeah welcome everyone to uh the beef stream number 37 we got phoenix in chat hey how you doing phoenix Hi. one of our very good friends uh glad to have him here as always glad to have everyone else here as always um we're doing good but i'd be doing a lot better frankly if i knew what everyone uh was having for snacks tonight so prude i heard you chewing on something so why don't Um, you start i woke up on my too little sleep and i immediately grabbed a bunch of snacks from my my snack stash that i get from from stealing from work um so i have and that that well is deep is it not because you you seem to be it only grows all the time. It only grows. I feel like I feel it faster than I can consume it. So. And see, I feel like that's a really good, you know, I feel like that's almost a callback to your teenage roots of anarcho-capitalism or whatever the, whatever your weird fringe ideology was back in, like, 2009. Sure, sure, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you see, so in in celebration of those ideals, I picked uh, some Diet Dr. Pepper, um, some beef jerky, which Zoe is very interested in. It's weird because she won't eat fresh beef a lot of the time, right. but she'll eat fucking beef jerky. What brand is it? The stuff that they stock a bunch of different kinds at work depending on the on the week, but this one's uh, Pacific Gold. Never heard of that. Mm. Which is uh, interesting because just a brief aside, I was in the. I guess it was was it today or was it last week? I can't remember. I saw Oberto beef jerky. I feel like I haven't seen Oberto beef jerky in like. 20 years it used to be like my go-to beef jerky of choice and then i just never i never saw it anymore and then yeah i guess it was today then today at kroger i saw it again i was like whoa that's a blast from the past that was that was the that yeah. was the entirety no, of my aside no, Please that's okay, that's okay. No, I, my hand wasn't on the mic um, <laughs> no that's cool uh, yeah i mean alberto's all right you know what sucks is jack links that all of their products fucking blow yeah, it's really subpar. Jack Jack Links is. It's I mean, like it's really flavorless. Generally. It's okay if you get like the the teriyaki. I think Jack. I think I had a big old bag of Jack Links for our uh, midterm stream last year. Uh, well, not last year, but it was like like it was a year ago. It was just a couple months ago. But um, I I had it for that. It's good if it like it's good if you can't get anything else. So like, um, Dollar General has it. Obviously, Dollar General doesn't have like the good stuff. Like uh. The Trapper beef jerky. I always see commercials for that. I don't know if it's supposed to be good, but I, I, I maybe. Old Trapper, so, I think um, what it is. I'll say that Jack Links is perfectly fine when it's free. I'll take yeah. it in that case. Yeah, sure. Um, but this one is not Jack Links. It's a Pacific Gold. I also have a small bag of Hot Cheetos and a small bag of, like, famous, almost, like, 
the dry cookies, oh you know? God. i love famous amos yeah so a couple of those now you know i have a whole pile of snacks over there so i have a lot that i can choose from but i just grabbed the first three as well wally amos wally amos is the famous amos behind that he's 86 now dang he's probably still alive to be honest i mean it seems like an old brand uh i think well yeah i think he's had it forever so yeah no I, oh man i love famous amos that's probably one of my favorite like mm. brand name cookies because like chips ahoy is like extremely mid i didn't even like chip like chips ahoy isn't even like something that's good win free right right like i, well, I if it's free and you got like some milk to dip it in they can go pretty hard oh, okay well i'm thinking like my my big my big memory of chips ahoy is like being out on you know on at the camp you know and like someone done brought someone done brought the chips ahoy right and it's like bruh come on how you how you gonna how you gonna bring that weak stuff here like when you when you come to the camp when you're at the hunting camp and you, you bring in something which you have you got to bring something you come to the hunting camp you got to bring something um it's just weak don't bring chips ahoy don't be that guy bring i mean bring, they're definitely nothing compared to like an actual homemade chocolate chip cookie like oh no completely different products yeah Speaking um, of cookies, a product that did a C came out and I wanted to try. It's called the Most Oreo Oreo. It's like these ultra thick Oreos that are loaded up with cream, like the most I've done so far. Mm -hmm. Is it lots of cream and lots of cookie or just lots of extra cream? Uh, I believe it's lots of extra cream, but it's like cookie f cookies and cream flavored cream. I see. That's how they that's how they get more of the the cookie flavor in there then okay yeah man just as a oh, side no, it's oh go ahead sorry it's supposedly it's the most cream they've had in the cookie but they didn't have them at kroger so i wasn't going out of my way to go to a different store just for some fucking mm -hmm. oreos yeah i um whatever oh yo i made up some deer tonight by the way oh my lord that stuff's good i love frying i love frying up a big old skillet of deer Making a, making a little bit of gravy, and then just make a whole bunch of rice, put over it. Yeah, you serve talked about uh, serving it that way a lot. What form does the deer come in? Are you just like whole cuts, or is it like sausage or something? Uh, no, it, it's like it's like tenderloins. It's it's like that. So it's just it's very thin, fairly thin slices, and it's just oh, it's so good. I love it. I had the I had the oil a little too hot. Uh, unfortunately, so I mean, the first couple came out a little, little too crunchy, but I see. And so, uh, yeah. So, I, and of course, I don't have anything tonight because you know, your boy. Um, I did have. I went back and gonna of course use this to segue into something else. Um, I did go back to the mall this week, Wednesday specifically, back to that corn dog place. And I got oh, the jumbo. Yeah. I got the jumbo corn dog. I got the the fries that came with it, and then I got the lemonade, which is supposed to be one of their highlights. So let me go item by item. All right, the corn dog, pretty good. That said, it's hard to it's hard to screw up a corn dog. Like, quite frankly, uh, That's true. I don't think I've ever had a 
bad corn dog. I've had some mediocre corn dogs, but I've, I've had bad corn dogs. Not, yeah, I've, I've had bad ones like the frozen ones. If somebody microwaves them, that's oh, fucking bad. okay. Yeah, but that's that's like a that that seems like a technicality. That's like that's a form of doing it as opposed to like it being it, it itself is not bad because if you cooked it a different way, it would probably been fine, right? But I guess the only way you can make a bad one is like if the dough was still kind of like raw or something like i feel like yeah that'd be pretty terrible so i mean i guess it's in theory possible to screw it up that said i have never had a bad corn dog um although like you said other than maybe one that's like microwaved or something but that's just a that's a presentation problem over a you know quad you know quality problem i suppose i mean, but, I mean there's, there's only so much to making a corn dog i feel like that's a pretty major part of it is how you how you heat it up so yeah, but I mean, even then, it's like, you know, the ones that are made to be microwaved have an option to like, you know, fry them or something. So, you know, again, it, it's it's a it's a presentation issue, I think. I feel like over the actual quality of the corn dog, it's like, you know, you, there's a lot of ways to heat up a lot of food and there's right ways and wrong ways for all of it. So, I mean, that could be said for a lot of different foods that are even like supposed to be way off, way off point, way off point. The point is it was good. No, it was good. They give you like little cups of uh, mustard and ketchup. And I, of course alternated between dipping the two as God intended. Um, very good for a jumbo. I will say it was rather jumbo actually. Uh, now when they say jumbo, is it extra thick or extra long or yes. both? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I think it's mainly length, but it was it was fairly it was fairly plump, as the as uh, as the kids would say. I think I don't know, maybe not legally for legal reasons. Um, so I mean that was good. The fries, oh the fries, not 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 the best. They were very obviously like some Cisco type stuff that they just you know poured out of a bag into the deep fryer. And then hit with, and this to me, I don't like. And is this going to be controversial? I don't know. Let's see. Let's put it out into the universe and see. Seasoned salt. Not a fan. Not a fan of seasoned salt on fries. Like Lowry's? Yeah, like Lowry's. Yeah, it's fucked up. I I guess for me... Wait, me not liking it or them putting it on there? Them putting it on there. Oh, okay. So you agree then, yeah. I might, I might not appreciate that particular blend. I do like sometimes seasoned fries, but I don't know if I just do plain. Like, I lo- yeah, you know, I love seasoned like, fries. But I like season- the Five Guys seasoning they throw on fries. Yeah, but, but just just some straight up Lowry's. Seasoning. Yeah, it's just like, ugh. No, that's not it. All right, so that was fine. But, but yeah, they were just kind of anemic. And like I said, very clearly just some like Cisco crap. Whatever, that's fine. It's the side. It doesn't have to be the main you know, attraction. The Lemonade. All right, the lemonade, I assumed, because it's, it's it's louded, it's homemade, everything. I was like, this is going to be the sweetness. This is going to be like that, you know, old-timey, like coming into Mamaw's house after you've been out in the yard and it's hot. You know, fresh squoze, sweet as the Dickens. Not what I got. It was It was way more tart than sweet. It was way too much ice. And frankly, like it wasn't even like that good of a lemon taste. I was extremely disappointed. Like, ext- like my day was almost ruined by it. Um, it wasn't totally ruined by it, of course, by uh, why we'll get into it in a second as I start to segue. But, I mean, just like, if you're going to make, like, su- not sweet teas, lemonade, like one of your hallmarks, mm. it's got to be killer, man. It's just got to be one of the things. Like, uh, 
what is it chick-fil-a chick-fil-a like one of their hallmarks is you know the lemonade uh per kanye of course and it's killer it's great but corndog seven in sawmill square mall in laurel mississippi no so overall i'm gonna i'm gonna rate it i'm gonna give it overall i'm gonna give it a 6.2 out of 10 so it's it's well, a it's a recommend but it's a be just be aware now I, hold on now i will say this i will say yeah. this i did also get another order for someone else and they got the onion rings way better than the fries way better than the fries so if you do go there uh, well sorry if you go there or where did we see the other one is like homa louisiana there's only two of them in the united states there's one in laurel and one in like uh somewhere in louisiana let me pull it up actually while we're talking about it um trend here like you go there get stuff that's battered you know like yeah that seems to be the, the trick yeah, it, it does definitely seem to be the rub, as the kids would say. I gotta stop. Man, all right, listen. Y'all are allowed to legally yell at me if I keep saying, uh, the kids say. Like, no this, kids. This is just like the time you kept saying woof. Uh, woof. It was, I kept saying woof. 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 Yeah. Well, see, I, I would have said, like, woof. Yeah, you would, yeah, I mean, because you're dumb. Towards <laughs> the whole, like, uh, onion you're ring thing versus freak. fries, I yeah. feel like if you don't know that a place has like kind of banger fries, the onion rings are always a safer pick. Yeah. Yeah. Home of Louisiana at the Southland mm. mall. Uh, they got a corn duck seven. And then as we said, for some reason, the, the corporate office, which I, which I now see is just a PO box. That's what's going on. It's, it's not an actual office. It's just a PO box. So, um, but yeah, yeah, not, uh, oh, I want to look at their menu. Yeah, so they do have... We talked about that cheese on a stick, and I didn't know what that was. I didn't want to... It looks here they have some sort of dressed fries, which is interesting. I didn't see that on it the menu. Seems like cheesy fries. Yeah, oh, yeah. What well, says seasoned fries when you mouse over it. I still want to try their funnel cake, and I see they have root beer. I don't know what brand root beer. Mm. So that's very important. If it's mug, eh. If it's barks, hmm? But if it's mug... Eh. Not a big, not a big mug guy. Not a big mug guy. But, um, but yeah. So to transition, of course, I was downtown this weekend, and uh, suck. You're you're more than welcome to check out for about ten minutes as we talk about photography. Um, I went downtown, and Taylor Taylor went to an art museum, mm. and we we had a we had a, a moderate amount amount of fun. I took some good I took some good pictures. I think. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm actually, I'm just gonna pull up like the raw ones that are more or less okay. Like these are these aren't even touched up ones. So, um, so I'll give uh, I'll give a little bit of background about what's going on here. Is this is the Lauren Rogers Museum of Art here in Laurel, Mississippi? Um, I've been here countless times as a kid um, because I went to. A, I mean, I'm just fucking fully doxing myself. Whatever, I don't care. Uh, I went to an elementary school like where this building is literally right to the right of it so in fact i think this is a banner for it right here so you can see it uh you may not be able to say i'm not gonna read it out loud i'm gonna make you do a little bit of work to try and figure out some shit about me but um i went to elementary school right over there and it's uh it's like a private for pay kind of thing so they were always taking us over to this place because it's you know like oh it's it's art it's art you know it's uh it's got to be you know it's got to be good for you it's got to be you know smart kids and right. i mean i i i i, I could talk 
endlessly about my feelings about that school. I won't at all. Total that's a that's a conversation for a therapist, not a podcast. But regardless, so I mean, I I love this play. I've been gone here. Shoot, I've gone here dozens of times, and it's really good. Uh, Shock people inside to see like it's one of those things where I think like you know. As a kid, like your memory faculties aren't fully like formed or whatever. Oh, um, oh docs in chat. Four sixteen pecan ridge, huh? I don't know if we even have a pecan ridge. We have a. You do. I pulled it up on a map. Oh really? What's it? Oh well, now I'm curious. What's it? Four sixteen. Well, here's here's 416 a tip. Here's a tip for anybody who's going to try anybody who's trying to dock them. Laurel MS. All you got to do to dox them in this case is go back to the history of that school and then find the only black student during the 1960s and you'll find Tay. Uh, that is true. Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you all something funny right now. If you go back and look at the... God, I don't want to admit this, but I will because it's funny. Because it's it's funny how like what a 180 it did. In the 60s, I'm not certain if it was a school yet. But when it was a school, there soon after, it was a school for special needs children. It's not now. It's not now. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 a very no. Go look it up. You can go look it up if you want. It's a it's a very well to do school. I went to school with like billionaires' children and stuff. It's, ugh. But I digress. Um, this is actually kind of a nice house. Where where is this actually? Conridge. I don't think. Oh, this is all hill. I know exactly where this is. Actually, you know, you know what's kind of screwed up about this? This is extremely close to where my uncle lives. Like extreme. I don't think if he lives, I don't think he lives on this road, but he lives like one or two over. So that's of all oh. the places you could have chosen. That's an extremely specific place to have gone. So that's funny. I, uh, I appreciate that. But, but yeah, anyway, we went to the art museum. You know, I've been, I've been getting out and doing more stuff, which is aside, uh, there's going to be a big car show for a volunteer fire department here in the area on April 1st, going there, going to take a bunch of pictures. A car show is a great place to take pictures. It's outside. There's like a variety of stuff and people. I'm very excited about that. So, um, cause yeah, it's been one of my big tenants going into 20. That's like my primary resolution. I think, well, Q1 at least in 2023 is, uh, getting out and doing a lot of these things. Cause I, I love photography and stuff and I just, but I just haven't done it in years. And it's uh, it's a little sad. So, so yeah, we were here. Um, it's something that kind of hits a lot of a lot of birds with one stone, you know, kind of yeah. when you when you do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it just gives you a chance to go have some fun. So, anyway, this weird thing. I don't think I have a picture of it, like the whole outside of it. But um, uh, I'll give you a little bit of a history lesson of the Lauren Rogers Art Museum. Uh, Lauren Rogers was, I think, the son of. I don't know who he was Roger. named Lauren as a boy. Yeah, he was a, he was a young. I mean, back then, you know, hate to see it. well, names changed like throughout time. Like Stacy used to be, be like a man's name. Right. And nah. then it became no, for real. Yeah, no, I know nah. several. No, nope. I. All right. Whatever. You tripping dog. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, Lauren Rogers was a son, a son of uh, Mr. Rogers, but his mother or his grandmother, I can't remember, was a gardener. And the gardener name is extremely prolific throughout town. I mean, they have several. In fact, that that white house across the road was theirs. That's like one of the biggest houses in Laurel. 
um, built in the 1800s. And yeah, I mean, they were prolific. They built the town. Uh, and across the street, Lauren and his young wife, Lauren had gone off to Princeton and he'd come back and he was building this nice house for his family. Well, in the middle of like, before he got even got like, they had just put the foundation down. Um, he died. And uh, in his honor, because he was an, he was a learned man, if you will, they uh, built this museum. Did he die of having a gay name? Yeah, he did. He died of well, he actually died of appendicitis, which is kind of even cringier. But that's the thing. Like back in the early, like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, a bigot could die like over nothing. You know, like stuff we take like completely granted, like for granted now. Like if you have appendicitis now, it's like a mild inconvenience, right? I feel like that would actually that that era would have been like a maximal time of like medical dread because like our yeah. understanding was good enough to understand most of what was going wrong with people. But not good enough to necessarily treat all of it all the time. Right. And, and a lot of the time, the treatments were, like, kind of horrific, too. So. Yeah. And, and like, pneumonia was a big one back then. That, like, if you got pneumonia, you just, like, you just laid down and accepted fate. Right? But now it's, like, unless you're, like, 100, you're just going to walk that off. Right. It's, it's kind of, like, a routine side effect of, like, any sort of lung infection that you're just, like, maybe it happens and whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 It, it's, like, that. Yeah, you're right. That was, like, the worst time to, like... Because I've talked about this before, and it's like, you know, we have this big thing about, like, back in the old days, it's like, oh, people died when they were, like, 15. It's like, I mean, aside from, like, really bad points in history, not really. Because like, you look back at, like, the Greek ancients, they lived to be in their 80s, 90s. Well, the thing that people always bring up, and it's fair, is that, like, when you look at, like, areas that had lower lifespans, that's an average, and that's, like, covering infant mortality and stuff, too. Right. And of most of the time, that really bad stuff was, like, the frontier of America. So, I mean, yeah, duh, of course. But, yeah, yeah. like, the early, the late 1800s, the early 1900s, it was definitely one of those things, like, we had the knowledge to, like, know you had something, but if you had it, it's just like, well... Yeah, because before that point, you might have been a little bit more fatalistic about, like, oh, I, I feel real bad, uh, you know, the Lord's gonna take me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be helped. <laughs> got, a, got a little cough. I think the demon's gun got in me. Which, to be fair, yeah, kinda. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, died of appendicitis. Very, very sad story. Um, so, they, they did this. And let me see if I got. Oh, that's the map. Um, I want to show like the good. Well, I'll go through stuff first. And, and so the, yeah, so there's this, there's like a reading room. I, I like this picture. It wasn't, uh, it's not in great focus, but is what it is. Aside though, talk and shop for uh, photography though. I talked about how, you know, we were talking about different settings we liked on the camera last week, and I said I shot in full manual, and you were saying aperture priority is really good. Well, I started shooting in what is it, Program Auto. Right, which, which is controversial, I, but... I don't hate for inside shooting. For inside shooting, because a lot of these came out really fine, uh, except this one. That The problem is, program auto would be really oh, good with spooked. it. Well, here's my point. Because if you point it at anything low light, that shutter is going to take forever, right? So program auto is really good if you have a tripod or some sort of stabilizing device. Otherwise... Oh, yeah. Or, or you have really good light, right? Otherwise, you're kind of bombed. 
So, well, I mean, the thing is, if you, I mean, if you have really good light, right, then exposure is not challenging in the first place, right? Because right. basically everything can be where you want without challenge. Uh, if you have a tripod too, it's like okay, well, you can just compromise in the shutter speed direction and just yeah. go super slow on that and everything else. Yes, yeah. how you want it. Yeah. So that, that yeah. So program my experience. This my experimentation with program auto during this mix. To say the least, mixed. It's interesting, like, and I think I said it in chat, but like it's interesting that you choose it for indoors, just because like it, it might have worked for you. And, and certainly, I mean, these cameras aren't completely stupid. They make they make some smart decisions on their own. But like at the same time, when when the lighting conditions can be a little dim, like indoors, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I trust at least because I don't always trust that it's not going to shoot. Like for example, there's times where the the camera might decide that instead of uh, opening up the aperture to just ar arbitrarily raise the, the ISO, you know. And uh yeah, well no, I I make sure ISO is hard locked. That's I don't Okay, let, yeah, I mean I, I mean that's one it. thing like that's the one thing that like changes program from like fully automatic is that you can manually override some settings. Yeah. Um so if you don't have yeah, if you don't have auto ISO enabled on your camera on most of them then it won't do that. But like Yeah, I mean I guess that's fine. Like if you're if you're not looking for a particular depth of field then having it on program isn't going to be hurt anything really well as i'll uh, get into in some of the later ones i think it even does well with depth of field we'll get there we'll get there so what's what i was struck about and we'll get to this one later is a big revelation was like how much because in the front portion of it there's a lot of um it's it's like a library it's a reference library and then there's like the reading room and everything there's a lot of japanese stuff here there was a lot of japanese yeah, stuff here yeah. i was really floored by that um oh so i'm not gonna okay I was really floored by that. Um, and this was actually a good example of it. This one actually did pretty good depth of field. Like the foreground and the background are a little kind of out of focus, but this midground of the um the doors yeah. is is more in focus. And this again was program auto, and I you know, I I like it. I think I think it's pretty good. So. Well, so that also begs the question like so okay so we know your your general exposure settings but for example your other settings like uh, what is your what is your focus setting like uh when you when you shoot do you have like manual focus or like single point continuous uh uh let's see i think i'm on one shot yeah i'm on one shot okay i don't i don't that must be a canon term because i think it <laughs> I is what, uh, one, i think it's per shot in other words per shot so do you do you find yourself manually manually controlling the focus or is the camera just calling the shots there it yeah i mean it you can so like if i don't oh, brick like if I'm, I'm looking through it right and i focus in on something it's i don't know if you can i don't think the mic's picking that up but anyway you can hear the servo going and it's what it's doing is there's a little red flashing dot in the middle there's let's see okay nine there's a nine point focus thing on this I don't frankly right, know it, how to utilize the other eight other than the center one. A, uh, like a D pad or, or not a D pad, but like a you know like a the the four directional pad or something on the on the back. I do, like but they're for settings, and I don't I don't know how you can. There might be a button for toggling whether you're adjusting the focus. Yeah, I'll say this. I'll say this on on a camera older like that one. When I had my first Canon, for example, which is probably going to have a very similar autofocus system where it's like a really limited set of points. There's so few of them, and they're so much. They're so grouped in the center that I would never change it either. Oh, but I was, I figured, yeah, you got it's it's manual. You got to do it manually. Well, so what what I did in that situation was I would do the technique what they call focus focus and recompose, um, which is where I would keep it in the center because there's so few focus points anyways. Um, 
And then what I would do is, you could do it a couple ways. You can do it if you have your camera set to focus on half press of the shutter. Uh, you you can half press it and then change your framing. Right. After, yeah. That's after, that's what this does. It does the half press. Right. So like if you if you wanted to like get that like statue on the left, that little head statue yeah. as your primary yeah. subject, then you you could you could point it directly at that center frame. Uh, half press to acquire focus on it and then recenter the hallway yeah you know? yeah that's essentially what it does yeah right right so that, that's how a lot of people do it now i'm a big fan of decoupling focus from the uh from the shutter for simplicity's sake so and you know every camera is different in how you do all these settings but i think even the older cans could do it where you could do back button focus where you could assign like one of the function buttons or just whatever an assignable button somewhere on the camera to be what activates autofocus and then have half press only control uh, exposure lock. Right. And then that way you're not necessarily bound to like have to recompose. I guess you're not at risk of the, the shutter half press. If you fuck up that part, like ruining your focus and then having to right. reacquire and re recompose. There's, there's other reasons for it too, but anyways, that's, that's something that I do. Otherwise, um, other settings that matter, of course, are metering mode and like your auto white balance, which I mean, auto white balance, if you have it on auto is auto. So that's I actually tend to not go auto white balance because I found out it always comes out. It always chooses something that comes out blue. I never get any, I never get really in good warm colors, despite even if it's a warm scene. I don't know if that's yeah. a, I don't know if that's a Canon thing or that's just a, I, something I do feel that like I do feel that like on the, the rebel I had, if I recall, it was more liable to kind of choose the wrong white balance on its own compared to later cameras that I've used. Right. Um, now, here's the one cool thing about white balance is that on raw files, white balance is completely like changeable. Like it's not yeah. baked in. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, it's still something I like to have in camera done. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I just, I, I just find that nice because it's like one of those things. Like, okay, if my auto white balance is ever is ever wrong, because like I do use auto white balance pretty much always. Um, because I find that at least everything since my GX85, it's been pretty reliable, and I can just change it in dark table. You know, like. It's one of those things you're like, the only things that are really like impossible to kind of affect in post are, you know, general framing, focus, expo exposure levels, because, you know, you can push and pull it, but that has consequences if you if you don't get it close. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, if, if you if you're willing to put in the effort to adjust it for your setting, then definitely you can get better results, I guess, mm -hmm. especially if the camera's not doing the white balance well but then metering of course is just how the camera evaluates the scene for its its recommended exposure levels which matters for any mode that has automatic exposure um so like on i know canon has several modes i don't know what they're called but i i know that most have like the full scene and then center weighted and then single point are like kind of basic settings that almost every camera has um especially on more rudimentary cameras i tend to go uh center weighted just because I feel like for the most part, the things that I'm exposing for are typically going to be towards the center. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of you know, a bunch of other settings that are interesting to play with. Right. Anyway, back to the museum, of course. Yeah. Um, what is something I was actually impressed by is just like because I'm a big smell based guy. I'm sure I'm setting up plenty of jokes there, but yeah, I mean, it's true. I like smell. Bro. Yeah. I mean, I just like smells are like the one memory that I are, are the, the biggest for me. Like that's, I would say that's like my primary sense of smell. Um, and I just, the whole place like still smells the same. I was disappointed to go into like the first little section and find that they had completely redone, redone it because what it was is, uh, it was this big, like 
basket collection, Native American basket collection that Miss Gardner had. And there was a lot of uh, a lot of ones in there. I liked this one, but it came out blurry for some reason because of the program auto and like if it, you know the slow shutter speed. But uh, she had she had stuff from all over the country. There's California stuff, but and but as I got in further, this is where I started saying like they've got like a hell of weeb stuff, right? So they have an entire section of the museum, right? Let me see if I can actually pull up a map while we're talking about it. To woodblock. Like fully, fully dedicated to to woodblock, um, which was kind of crazy. Let's see about. Mm, is it? Just show me a map, please. With the inside. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Japanese woodblock prints. They had like all of these uh, from 1600 to 1860, the Edo period. Those of us in the know. Um, I just think it's funny because like. <laughs> this dude this dude like from you know early 1900s here in town just hella weeb but like the oldest school of weeb you know well i'm sure back then that was like incredibly exotic for them you know yeah it was um the main gallery had like just a like a just a bunch of paintings and i'm not like a huge art guy i mean i get it i appreciate it and everything but it just doesn't it doesn't do a lot for me to see it in person you know like Seeing art, like if I see it on the internet and seeing it in person is more or less the same to me, right? You're getting the same experience. Well, maybe not the same experience. You're getting the same outcome. You're just missing the experience of seeing it in museum setting. So, so one thing I'll say about art experiences in museums is because I've been to a number of museums and I'm, you know, lesser ones, it's kind of like whatever, but like I, I've gone to one really like kind of world-class museum, which is LACMA in a, in LA. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's the one where you can go and you'll actually see like recognizable famous paintings and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I went there a while back on oh, the whole thing. Uh, and one thing that I can definitely say is that like seeing the stuff that you actually recognize from prior experience is cool. But, uh, yeah. but the main thing is like the, the thing that struck me the most is actually like abstract paintings. Like, you know, like, like the fucking what, like Jackson Pollock type yeah. bullshit. Like can't stand that stuff. Well, see, I, I don't like it at face value but a lot of those abstracts and it's not just his but like other people's that were there too a lot of them are more impressive in person i feel like the effect that they were going for is more present when you're present you know like when you're actually there looking at it i, I maybe it's a matter of texture or something i don't know like i i i get it slightly more in the flesh mm -hmm. like it's still not my favorite form of art but like i i do understand that it has a little bit more of an effect when you're physically present compared to just looking at like a, a scan of it right Okay, well, I guess that's fair. Um, here's actually a picture of Lauren himself. He was a he was a dashing young man, actually. To be fair, yeah, dapper dapper fellow to died at twenty three. <laughs> Rip. Um, actually, and so I talked about it last week. I was I was like I I wasn't quite certain what exhibit was there now, but it is indeed uh, Dale Chihuly. Um, and that was actually that was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, like. Like paintings, yeah, are one thing, but glasswork is pretty cool, right? Yeah. Like, because there's a lot that goes into it. And I mean, if you screw it up even just a little bit, you can't scrape the paint off. You know, right. you got to start over again. So, uh, pretty, pretty cool to see. Um, what else I got here? All right, can I show this on Twitch? Yeah, his, his junk's kind of yeah. shattered out. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's art. So, I mean, you know. 
Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of these little sculptures in there that were pretty cool. I like that the guy was doing kind of like the, uh, like the the Chad meme arms, you know. Yeah. Well, I I, I perceived it as Randy Orton, kind of a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was there was a there was a lot of these. So, yeah, it was a, it was a fun experience. Were, oh, so the, the Dale Chuli was the traveling artist, but they had this. Um, it was Dale. It was actually Dale Chuli in this. What do what do they call it? Did they call it? Is it the? Let's see. Um, I'm trying to see if they have the name of the different galleries. The Sanderson, yes, the Sanderson Gallery. Ugh, so so pretentious by by of course Wayne Sanderson himself. For those of you who don't know, you will actually uh, mm-hmm. if you've ever had Sanderson Farms chicken. They're, I yeah, I I think like everyone, I think they're the third biggest in America. Um, I don't think I have. They, hmm, oh, yeah, well, they got, they got recently got uh, bought out by uh, Wayne Farms, I think. I don't know, that's ancillary to the point. But, um, yeah, the, the Sandersons, they're a huge name here in Laurel. I, I went to school with their children, so very annoying don't like it um but yeah it's, it's a oh the sanders anyway so that's where the dale chihuly stuff was but like adjacent to it in the the christian gallery i don't know who that's named after and i don't think it's like the the christian gallery <laughs> i don't know who the christians are if christian's a guy but not the point is they had like chihuly knockoffs but like made by like children and i was actually really impressed with how like aesthetically similar the children had been able to make it with just like plastic and trash and stuff it was that no it was actually kind of cool i was like wow that's really impressive and creative like very good so um and maybe there is hope for the children in, in some respect so by the way that shot with the statue against the window that's the situation where like auto exposure i feel like was a little off just because this is the camera's fault because it's only got so much dynamic range, right? And yeah. what's happening is it's accounting too much for the scene behind the window, um, which is leading the subject to be underexposed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and this is this is after I touched up a little bit. Let me see if I can pull up the original. Whoa. Right. Yeah, I mean the original yeah, is real so rough. You, you pulled up the shadows a bit, I assume. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like this is a situation where I would have intentionally, I would have used over- exposure compensation to maybe pull it up a stop yeah. or so. Yeah. And then that would get that would have given me more shadow latitude. And then I would have just accepted that because outside was kind of blown out anyways. It doesn't really matter if I clip the highlights. Right. Uh, but I can still try to drag them down and post too, and see, see if I can salvage any of this guy. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I mean, it's 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 fine. In fact, you know, the thing is with these limited dynamic range situations, sometimes this kind of like high contrast effect it can can be intentional too. It's just that mm-hmm. like since since I think you were clearly trying to show the statue, right? It's a situation where you can't eh. necessarily trust the camera 50. so much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was it wasn't just about the camera. So it, it's definitely something that like I am not great at. Is like I I'm sometimes lazy about it, and I don't think to use exposure compensation when I know the conditions are going to be challenging for my subject. I'm actually seeing this is actually called the Rogers Green uh, House, and actually, interestingly enough, one of the one of the primary complaints about this uh, Sigma lens, right, that I saw talked about in reviews was chromatic aberrations in a lot of it, and yeah i mean i i see it but it's like you gotta like you gotta look at it like real close to see them like what what percentage zoomed in was that because 
What do you mean? So like, well, because you were just zoomed in on the sign a little bit, and I was trying to see if I could see it. Oh, um, it does. I don't think it tell. Uh, I feel like I can see, like, yeah, I can see, slight, like, along the tree. Before yeah. From the sign, there's yeah. green uh, chromatic aberration. It really but... only shows up on like white stuff, which is, like I said, at three hundred percent. Honestly, though, chromatic aberration is like almost impossible to completely in avoid on yeah. lenses. Like, there's some that perform really well, but honestly, plenty of well-loved lenses have chromatic yeah. aberration, and and a lot of editing tools these days have automatic chromatic aberration removal. Um, I also think that's one of those character things that like I don't stress about that much because sometimes it even fits the scene. Um, mm -hmm. Like like when not zoomed in, and it's just like kind of it almost becomes like a highlight uh, on the object rather than being something that you can really tell is chromatic aberration. What I thought uh, was wild is that they had a statue of my co-host there. <laughs> it's crazy. Fucking monkey. <laughs> oh, it's Fuji. Yeah, and this, is, uh, this was in a completely different part of the museum, too. So there's a bunch of damn chap stuff there, so... Kind of crazy. But So were you shooting the whole day with that, that lens, or...? Yeah. Nice, nice. I don't That's... even use my kit lens anymore. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you just have so much more exposure to latitude with the faster maximum aperture. Like, e mm -hmm. even if you didn't care for the framing necessarily or whatever, or like any other optical qualities, especially when you're doing this indoor stuff, it makes a huge difference to be able to go that much further in terms of aperture. Right. So, yeah, it was a pretty short trip there. It's not a big museum, but um, I really enjoyed it. I'll probably go back in April when they cycle through to their new exhibit. Probably take some more pictures. Fun little place, and that's There's cool a, to have something like that local. Coming, we're, we're relatively local. I don't know. That's not, well, it's not too far. I was gonna say they, if they were gonna show what their um, upcoming was, but it actually doesn't say what their upcoming is. So, yeah. rip. Oh well, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun. The problem is like I'm running out of stuff to do in Laurel because it's not a big town, right? And if like indoor at least, and if I wanted to do more outdoor stuff, it kind of needs to be spring. So, kind of, I mean, kind of. There's always a place for just trying to get more creative with subjects as far as photography goes, at least. And then there's also like, I'll I'll say that like, I mean, it's a good incentive to to branch out further, you know? Yeah. Um, to oh, find yeah. stuff because I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I know that's, a place with a lot of nearby. Locations. I I know I do. That's that was something that I keep thinking about or and talking about when I talk about this. It's like, I was like, oh, it's like it's been like three weeks. I'm already tapped out on stuff in Laurel Do, and I'm like. Dude, if I if I was in severe like, if you went out every day taking pictures of something, you wouldn't have it done in three months. You know, so yeah. Right. I mean, but I mean, it's I mean, what do you expect? It's it's a small little town in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi. So the fact that we even have this much interesting stuff, I think, is a testament to, you know. Well, and the other side that I was gonna say is like also even as a place gets boring to you personally, I feel like sometimes familiarity enables certain ideas when it comes to photography specifically sure. like there's locations where the shots i got that i was a fan of like for example when i was at school up north uh it was a place i'd been to several times and i started to like get an idea of how i wanted to work certain angles more this you went to michigan <laughs> sure yeah um, it's, it's a it's a football joke yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh, i figured i figured so. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's always... Yeah, and, and like, you know, like, cause like I said, I want to... So, okay, so next next to this is... Okay, well, let's see if I'll pull this up. I was going to pull up the map. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to Google Maps. That's how you know we've run out of stuff to talk about. We haven't, it's just, that's a joke, but... Um, we do kind of be doing that sometimes. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, where are we? Scotsman, Immaculate Conception, Barton Rogers. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> like, if some at the gardeners, like, here's a park named after him, but... Fun fact... St. John's Day School for the Mentally Ill. Interesting. That's not what it's called, it's just, it is literally just called St. John's Day School. It's a, it's for a school. For the weak of mind. No, it's for the unfortunately very smart. Anyway. I, know, I think I just saw a sign that said SID, so. Did you? Where did you yeah, see it? second photo. Oh, it's SJDS, not SIDS. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's no joking matter. As, as a victim of SIDS myself, you know, it's, it's yeah. tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so this is, yeah, it's, it's an Episcopal-related uh, school, which is actually the point I was about to make here. Uh, let's see when the, the street view is. Oh, this is a night. Oh, yeah, this is like August or something, so everything's nice and green. Yeah, you can get, uh, so this is Lauren Rogers, of course. Uh, they had a different statue out there last time in 2019, interesting, so. Um, this church here is Episcopalian, and is this truck going to cock me a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Um, this is a re this is like a this area is really nice for pictures right and this is august so it's not like big you know spring flowers everywhere um yeah so that's like that's something good to be done in spring um man do they do let's see 14 8 okay so this has been right after wait was the tornado in 8 must have been. Yeah, because there's, there's, oh yeah, it's damaged and stuff. So yeah, tornado went through town in like 2008 or something. And this house used to have like a whole bunch of trees in front of it. It doesn't even, uh, well, wait, what? Hmm. What? <laughs> what? They probably had trees. Oh, in it's this, oh, it's this tree. Okay. It's that tree kind of came back. Okay. I see. Um, I, I was just thinking about that one. No, this one used to have trees all around and actually got, I spent the night in this hotel or not hotel, this house once with some, a kid that I knew lived there. It's pretty nice. It's a nice house. Um, where are they going? Yeah. Anyways, just like this whole part of Laurel is pretty nice. Like you could take a lot of pictures. Actually, you may recognize this from uh, the other day this church yeah I do. Oh. and you'll actually you'll actually see where i'm talking about i had to climb up on here to get the picture of it uh, um yeah this whole uh, like i crap on laurel a lot but it is a nice looking like it's not the city is nice enough looking right it's not an ugly town right it's not an ugly town um it's just the it's just well first off it's it's my hometown right so well more or less um it's the town i've spent the most time in i should say um and it, it, it's okay but you know everyone hates their hometown but i feel like mine has a little bit of the extra because not everyone's has you know an hgtv show about it and that's right. what makes me so angry about it because it's like all this dumb stuff has come into town and it's made it so pretentious and so ugh, whatever so like there's two sides to the coin that i find when people are frustrated with their home hometown or whatever which is like holy shit is that the black eyed peas <laughs> no that's uh pearls 
Actually, I've got a fun story about this, but go ahead. Well, just that there's the frustration with people who like can't appreciate it, right? Like they don't know what right. they have. And there's yeah. the frustration with like the people who come in and subvert it, right? Kind of like the right, 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 right. I, okay, here's my take on it. I always appreciated it, like, because I've always loved small towns. One of my favorite towns in, in all of America is Quitman, Mississippi. And it's it's a tiny little town. I love it so much. Um, so I definitely appreciate it. But I, I, I was obviously biased against it because it was my hometown. Um, what was I going to say about this Burdens is um, this used to be a jeweler's. And it's this big place. And it was for sale for the longest time. And uh, I, I was talking to some people like several years ago about it when it was for sale. And there was like an idea among some of us being floated around to like turn it into a um, I forgot I forgot what is what our idea was. But it was essentially like not a flea market, but also kind of a flea market. And it would have been perfect for that. But anyway, that didn't happen. And they got bought by uh, Pearl's Diner. Uh, shout out to the Laurel Leader Call. Man, I haven't feuded with them in a while. Shame. <laughs> Um, that guy is actually one of those guys is actually like running for Congress now or something. So, uh, anyway, yeah, no, I mean, it's a nice little town and, um, but yeah, as you can see, like this is all August, July pictures. It's really, this was a nice time to take pictures. The Gabe church. Yeah. The Gabe church. Um, but January when everything is, you know, shades of Brown and, you know, wanting to die not not so great so you're you're kind of limited on what you can do so um, the one thing i'm envious of i guess of parts of the south in general is just that so much more often you guys have good fluffy clouds in the sky which is always nice for, for photos oh yeah the bluest skies well that's the thing is we have we have blue skies out here but it's, it's just blue and that shit gets fucking boring mm-hmm I also don't like being outside in those conditions because it's always just kind of blown out and like just even on my eyes i don't like those kinds of conditions like right I like softer light when I'm out. Fun fact: There used to be a giant hotel here. It got burned or uh, torn down in like the seventies or something. Don't talk. Don't talk to my mom about that. She gets irrationally angry about it. Yeah. So it used to be a post office, but yeah. No, sorry, getting distracted. But yeah, no. There's plenty of places to go. Like go take pictures. Um, I'm probably gonna be a big old hick one day and just like go walk this downtown. Well, all right, transition off. I'll go back. Like, cause like this. This strip right here, what what road is this? Magnolia? Yeah. This Magnolia right here, like this is the strip, right? This is this is essentially our main street. I don't actually know where our actual main street is. That's a good question. Where is our actual main street? I feel like I should know this. Um, I don't know you're in the vicinity of it. I don't know if we even have a main long main street. What it takes you to West Oak Street. I don't know. I think we have a main street. Hmm. Oh, it's over here. Is it what? I don't know. The point is where I was just showing you is essentially Main Street. So, the part, um, yeah, the part with the uh, the roundabout to me looks Main Street. It's like a big hmm. confluence of roads. Yeah, we have a Central Avenue. That's what it is. Yeah, Central Avenue. Um, so I guess we had to be special. We couldn't have a Main Street. We have to have a Central. So wait, I'm yeah, I'm shocked that's well, this is 2018, so it may not actually still be open. Oh, don't bro, Southern Colonels, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Hold me back. Hold me back. Mm-hmm. Hold me back. Mm-hmm. Dude, that makes me that um nothing makes me angrier than uh, Southern Colonels going out of business. Because mm. everything else here is still here, by the way. 
What's our slime kernels? What were they? Except so that was the popcorn play. We talked about oh, that just pop- last week. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, man, what are they? I mean, these good. Lo- okay, we just went back in fucking time. Two thousand seven. That's huh? a that's an eleven year disparity between. Oh, what? Why was that? Okay, why was that one this little spot? Like one spot. Why, why are they all so different? Why do they keep bouncing around? All right, forget this. Forget this. Forget this. But anyway, yeah, no. So when spring rolls around, we're going to get some real Kino outside shots. So, um, looking forward to it. And the, yeah, there's, so there's like, and there's like another little town kind of like near us, uh, close enough. And, and they've got some nice stuff. Uh, it's called Ellisville. They've got a college. It's nice. Um, yeah, some, some some decent enough stuff down there. So, <laughs> excuse me. So that was uh, that was my week outing. I don't know where I'm gonna go this week. Like I said, not a not a, a plethora of options, if you will. But I now that I look at some of it, there's some places that I would like to try and get to that like are a little off the beaten path and I don't know how to like get to them. I would say, Oh, good Lord. This is, <laughs> this, this is a damn, damn flood stage. Holy crap. Um, cause there's like a bunch of these places that like look really cool. Oh, it's also flooded here. What the hell? Um, but you know, what'd be cool. And I mentioned this before when we were talking about in relation to up in the, up in the Smokies. Yeah. I think a big investment needs to be like a kayak. Yeah. And get out like because you can get some key. I don't think I've ever actually been here. Where the hell are we? Um, you can get some Kino shots like going just going down these little rivers. And yeah, you do take your life into your own hand a little bit. And once you start hearing banjos, you know maybe get a little concerned. Mm. But. Um, yeah, I mean you can yeah. get some you can get some stuff, man. That's a jacked up truck, bro. Sorry. I'm getting distracted, you know. It's, it's, he started looking at maps and it's just like hypnotizing. But yeah, so like there's this Tallahoma Creek here. It'd be cool to like get up it somewhere and take a bunch of pictures back in the, you know, anywhere. And then I was following one specifically in uh Tennessee. I forgot what the name of the river was, but I mean there was like oh my god. I, I linked a little bit of it. I, I posted some pictures. Like there's an old bridge that's literally like don't go over this if you're anything you're in anything bigger than like a Kia because it might collapse. So yeah a lot of a lot of good stuff. So yeah like a kayak or something that's a good one. And a lot of these those little rivers, especially if in Tennessee, not so much here I don't think. I don't see any off the just on the map. But a lot of those little rivers have like islands on them, and you could do some killer like stealth camping if yeah, you were into that Steve sort of thing. A little Steve Wallace action, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except I mean, you don't have to be you know content creating for it; just you know, be out there on an island. Because no, like, you know what? Actually, while we're talking about, it, let's let's make a little detour and let's see if I can figure out where it was that I was talking about or thinking about it. And I'll, I'll show you all and you'll understand like how cool it would be. It was it was somewhere up around Kodak. It might be was it French Broad? No, it wasn't French Broad River. Maybe it was some. Uh, you know what? I think it was upstream. Yeah, here it is. It's this river. No, that's the Pigeon River. I don't think it was the Pigeon River. Here it is. It was a weird name. Nola Chucky River. That's it. Let me see if I can find. So yeah, like here's here's Johnson Island. Like if you're out here, who's calling the police? Right? 
who the hell is called? Nobody's here. Like there's some houses here. There's a house here, but nothing here. And if you're like in the middle here, ain't nobody. And there's even some clearings and stuff. That one's kind of fun too, because even if you don't have a kayak, you can probably just wade across the thin part. Oh yeah, like right here where it's called Anderson Shoals. Yeah, you yeah, could definitely just yeah. getting to it would be a little bit of a problem though, because you'd have to trudge against uh, across someone's land. Um, well, unless that you, would be a little awkward. You follow the 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 stream from further up or further down maybe and then like from that crossing of the road for example yeah so is that is that i don't think that's the bridge let me see if i can find the bridge that was you know shout out to the just a landing strip for crop dusting planes yeah that's how you know you're out in the backwoods yeah here was oh this one too especially because it's like it's heavily wooded around it mm-hmm yeah, so that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, you could get into a steel island. Here it is. This is the this is the bridge. This is a. I would yeah. not drive across this, bro. No. <laughs> I'd be like, well, let me check that GPS, bro. Let me check. Uh, where can I go? Where can I go around? You'd have to go a ways to go around, but I would. It'd be worth it. So. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think that'd be really cool. Here's another one. That house might see you, but. Oh my god, look at it. Oh my god, like little rapids. Uh, this is why they call it God's country, man. This is literally why they call it God. Here's another one. Oh, this one's real good because there's nothing. Like, they, the bridge might see you, which might actually might be the most dangerous part. Here's another one. Yeah, just tons of little ones. You could probably just go Evans Island. They might see you, but actually, these, this house, no, this house definitely calls the police 100%. No, now this one, yeah, you could wade across this one. That area looks like easily. It looks like people might actually go there anyways. That little clearing there. Like, Can I? Oh yeah, here we go. Oh wow. Okay. This this picture is from 1947. Yeah. Uh, like kind of drive down in there. Yeah. Is there? A, I can't tell if there's a gate there. There's a horse there or a pony or something. That might be that might just be someone's like part of someone's roaming land, but uh, I guess. but yeah, I mean if I mean yeah, well, there's a house here. Oh, whoa, okay. Could you be any closer to the road? That's how you know it's an old house when it's that damn close to the road, you know. Right. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's where I originally got that. Oh, this is a good one. There ain't nothing around this one. Yeah. Well, see, the, the, I think one of the interesting dynamics when you follow any sort of long body of water like this is that inherently you're going to climb an elevation too. Um, so, like, that's always interesting in terms of. I like this one's called Fallen Bridge, but I don't see like where a bridge would have been. So that's interesting in its own respect to see if you can go find. Well, here's a power line, so maybe it was there. Okay. That's interesting. Dude, I, I'm there. I bet there's all sorts of lost shit. Oh yeah, I think. Oh yeah, I think I can see a little bit of a bridge foundation there. Actually, yeah. and that's where it was. Yeah, I bet there's all sorts of lost shit up in here, man. You'd like that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, it's like here in Laurel. It's like, oh, you know, I I, I went out twice. I've taken pictures of everything, but up here, I feel like you could just you could spend an entire lifetime up here. Just God, God, I love Tennessee. What are we talking about? Well, I don't I mean, know. 
you know, destinations. I don't know. Uh, Listen, let's move on. Speaking of stuff that I love, all right? Okay. We talked a little bit... We talked a little bit last week about um, how we'd, I'd watched the uh, the Royal Rumble last week. In fact, I was late to the show because of it. Love the Royal Rumble. Uh, Suck, you actually, you and some of your friends were actually watching the Rumble last Sunday. Um, yep. And you were actually enjoying it too. So, it was a good time. So I started... So, I don't know how much I enjoy on my own. But. Right. Uh, I started. I, I watched Raw this week. I watched SmackDown. I'm actually pleasantly surprised with the direction, like WWE at least, is in. Because, so to recount something we talked about last week uh, on the on the Rumble, one of the main events was um, Roman Reigns, who I've I've notoriously never liked, even when he was with the Shield. I mean, I liked him enough when he was with the Shield, but I, I mean, he wasn't my favorite by any stretch of the imagination. So whatever but then after like the shield broke up i really disliked him because they pushed him so hard and he sucked so bad he was so annoying but i tell you what he's he's feuding with Sami Zayn now and i i kind of like i i i'm interested in his storyline and it's true for a lot of the wd i'm like interested in storylines now because it's I don't know. It seems like they're trying a little bit harder. It's it's certainly much more interesting because that's why I stopped watching WD because it just got so stagnant and it was really boring. But it seems like it's gotten better. So while I was in the mood last week, Wednesday night, I tuned in to check out AEW, right, which is the com- competing uh, promotion now. That's promotion. It's the right word. The competing promotion now, which is supposed to all oh, rave reviews from all the, all those in the know. They talk about how great it is. You know, they have all these great wrestlers like, uh, you know, Daniel Bryanson and, uh, John Moxley. And, um, yeah, I don't know whoever the hell's is there. Not a fan, not a fan. It, there's just something WWE does right. I don't know if it's production values. Take a sip of water. I don't know if it's production values. I don't know if it's just something. Maybe you just know you're watching WWE, but it just has this je ne sais quoi to it. And the whole time I was watching AEW, I just kept thinking, this just feels like TNA. TNA was an old promotion back in the uh, late aughts, early teens that eventually flopped, and I think most of the people actually ended up going to AEW. But it's just like, I don't know. It just it just wasn't interesting. It's like, yeah, do they have some better wrestlers? Yeah. Like, yeah, do they maybe have better storylines? Yeah. But I just couldn't care. I just wasn't interested. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I watched the whole, I watched the whole show. But I definitely walked away from it going, like, I don't really want to watch this again. I may watch a pay-per-view or something, but I'm just not interested. It's just not it, to have that many good people. It's just not that interesting. And I was shocked by that because, I mean, people have been praising AEW, but I'm now starting to think it might just be one of those things like they're not praising it because it's good. They're just praising it because it's not WWE. Right. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm very I'm very pleased with wrestling kind of like being good again. So, um here i like wrestling when, when it's on you know like yeah um probably i didn't because it was kind of an uh like a, a thing that just kind of popped up 
but I think we might do a, a little bit more like viewing it within the community from now on. Like, I, I mean, we've had streams of it in the past. That were yeah, I may restream it. I, I didn't think to do it last time because, again, because it was kind of a last minute thing for me. Um, but I, yeah, no, I, I think we will. I think, I think we're, I think we're going to uh, be. A, uh, I was going to ask, is the Miz still involved? The Miz is still involved. I know he's your favorite. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's good. It's good to have a reliable heel on a personal level. Well, and what's funny know? is like it, he has not changed one bit. He is the exact same character that he has always been. And in a way, you kind of got to respect that. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by it. So, yeah, we might, uh, we might start uh, watching it again. Okay. We might... Those, those neighborhoods that are so barren. Sorry, that's off the topic. But I, like I was going to say... I was going to say... Uh, shoot. I was going to say, that looked, that one specifically, y'all y'all listen to the stream, can't see it right now. I don't have it on, but that looked like yeah. some like liminal state stuff right there. Let me... Actually, let me go back there. I've actually, like, I've actually, there's a couple neighborhoods in Seymour like that too, where it's just like wide open with no trees, and it's like, uh, why don't you have any fucking trees? <laughs> yeah. Well, this was 2007, so these were all probably pretty new. I bet it looks different now. Oh, but, they, they clear cut the property before developing or something. Probably. I mean, you could actually go to sell it. Well, yeah, I mean, you can see like there's some trees and stuff now, so it's it's definitely changed. But um, so I I would like more trees than that, even you know. Oh, most certainly, most certainly. But you're not going to get that in a lot of newer houses. So, uh, yeah, wrestling good. So, um, uh, you know what else is good though? We talked about the trading post last week. But they actually implemented it this week, and the trading post is really cool. Like, I haven't been on it all to like check I, out. I logged into, um, let me see if I can actually get into it. I, I logged into it to, sorry, check it out, and, um, Sorry, whenever I try and do anything, like I just forget to talk. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, I as when I logged in to check like the achievements or whatever for it, I, I did realize it's maybe a little bit grindier than I'm happy with or comfortable with these days. Uh, but it's not bad. And some of the stuff I'm, I'm logging in here just as fast as I can to show it off. But like they're they're pretty decent. Um, you can buy a lot just from like the introduction stuff. Like I bought a, probably half of it. Um, I mean, you don't have to be a completionist about it. I don't think, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know how quickly do they turn over? It's a monthly thing. Okay. It's monthly. So you got all month and I'm sure there will probably be a rotating stock of stuff. I don't think it's going to be all original every month. Um, there might be some stuff that comes and goes. They, they did say they'll be bringing stuff back down the line, just so yeah, so fully missing out on things. Right. So you don't. Yeah, you don't have to freak out about it if you don't. If you see something and you don't get it, but uh, yeah. it it is pretty easy, I think. So it's taking it is, long. Yeah. There we go. Uh, and whatever grind there is, I mean, I feel like it could just be another attempt to give like solo players content. Basically, this guy's but... name is androgynous. Um, so yeah, as we talked about, like the celestial steed, I already had it, so that that helped. Uh, this fear of the fire lord, that's actually a pretty cool mace. I mean, if you use maces, obviously as a hunter, oh, yeah. I don't. Uh, this pet is, I, I kind of like that. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, this is actually a pretty good ensemble. 
outfit like if you if you were one of those people who liked the more like nondescript outfits um this was the staff that i looked at i thought they looked like it looks like something out of tempest keep and i think it actually might be a little bit inspired by it uh the bandolier that's kind of underwhelming honestly i mean you can't really see it very well because of my quiver but you see it well enough and it looks kind of stupid uh the dagger nah that's a that bow's not terrible right yeah uh this corsage i don't really understand like what the point is but okay uh this i oh this so this hammer is good because like all this other stuff is real ostentatious and flashy and stuff but this hand this this war hammer is literally just a big hunk of metal on a stick yeah i do like that a little yeah. bit uh this actually goes pretty well with my transmog i was actually when i when i looked at it i was shocked like how well that one that one's all okay but this one goes really well if it was a right. little bit darker shade it'd be really great um this is just an offhand that's whatever uh i hate that yeah, yeah another nice feature if you see at the bottom of the window there it's like you can like the shop window itself you can like put an item there and you can hold on to it next month if you don't have oh i'll be dang now where was it i forgot where it was you go to to where it shows you uh, the shift it shift jet yeah that's it thank you yeah all right so uh 25 raid bosses again i think we said that's like any raid bosses anywhere 15 mythics 30 quests i'm sure that includes dailies and stuff uh, like yeah it's it's not too bad and i mean you just knock I mean, out like these top ones and you're pretty most good to go. notably you only need a thousand points and there's a lot more points than you actually need right yeah oh and i forgot there's a, a thing to max it out the ashadar harbinger of dawn can I preview? I can't preview that. Um, Should be so, able to in the mount uh, menu. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Wasn't it called Ash? Type in Ash. Ash. Uh, crap, I forgot what it's called. I think it's got a thingy. Ash yeah. Adar. Okay. That was what was sitting right next to you when, if it's not in that menu. What? Uh, yeah, it, I guess it's one of the things you have to unlock for it to show up. But oh, it's like okay. your left. Oh yeah, here. Tiger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see it. That's... Which also turns yellow. It's pretty. That's pretty cool. Um, obviously it's it's based on the uh, the mesh of the um, the night elf tigers, and I don't know how many of those tigers are actually available to horde players, if any, with that mesh. I think these might be this is the same mesh i think so that's actually interesting so if you are a, a horde player and you want that kind of um tiger mount i think this is your one chance to get it so and then if you want to reopen the tasks and like scroll down to the bottom there's also a bunch of like random bullshit it's like not even it takes like 20 seconds to do yeah Oh yeah, use the buddy system, show some love to the trading post. Yeah, real easy I'm stuff. So. Blow some kisses or some points. Yeah. So yeah, show love to the dragon aspects. Alex draws a loved. That should already be checked off, to be quite honest. Huh? Um Yeah. It's it's a it's a fun little like distractionary thing. I I, I approve of the trading post. It's a, it gets a double thumbs up from Olte here. So 
I think there's worse things that they can put in, especially as someone who, you know, coming from <laughs> someone who plays RuneScape 3. I know much worse systems that can be put into uh, games. So it's nice to see. It's nice to see one that's actually healthy put in. So, uh, Speaking of WoW, let's talk about this new lore thing, right? Oh yeah. So, uh, of course, we talked about it on a episode a good while ago. Well, I um, think we mentioned that there was like kind of potential lore implications about like Titans being not necessarily completely trustworthy or whatever, you know? Right. Like, well, yeah. this uh, specific book that I was posting about earlier, it was actually the book itself was in the game with like the Dragonflight release, but this one that's in the 10.0.7 PTR mm. is one that's like annotated by Neltharion. Right, yeah. So that's that's what we were going to get at. So there's been there's been some texts in the game talking about the old gods and the titans and stuff, and we weren't quite sure like who was saying it or whatever, but they were saying a lot of things like, oh, the titans are essentially lying about the old gods, which we know for a fact is not true, because we've literally time-traveled back to the Black Empire, and it was a hellscape. It sucked, right? Like, it was really bad. Like, you know, I don't care. I don't care, dude. I don't care what their tax plan was. It was a hellscape, right? It sucked. So, yeah, as of as of this newest thing, we're now getting the implications that it's been Neltharion that was uh, annotating these things and making these claims of the, the Titans or whatever. And essentially, I think, showing the foundation of his brainwashing. Right. Um, now, there's a couple of interesting implications in these now one of them the old gods and the ordering of azeroth is a vanilla book it, it was all the way back in the original game and a lot of the, yeah they just added the annotation to the end the two that were interesting to me were this one right here so uh the titan empowered a number of races blah 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 and then the note at the bottom is uh the author of this tom is either a liar or a fool were they truly ignorant of that which lies beyond the waves or were they merely commanded to spread titan propaganda this is yet another mention of some sort of landmass or whatever not part of what would have been Kalimdor, which is, I think, I think is what they're getting at. Like, there was another landmass that wasn't Kalimdor. Now, obviously in WoW, Kalimdor now is a landmass. But for those who don't know, originally Kalimdor was like a Pangaea-type thing, and then the Well of Eternity exploded, and it made uh, the four continents and then all the different big islands. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the top of the page up there, it does mention, like, there was one perfect continent, and he's like, oh, but beyond the wave... right and we were talking of course in earlier other different texts two places Avaloran and Khazalgar have been mentioned they're not places that are currently in the game they've never been mentioned in any other respect in the game prior and Avaloran Khazalgar is of course like Cosmodon all that it's some sort of dwarf place but Avaloran sounds like it's all like that just sounds like a mythical land i think because it sounds like avalon of course avalon in uh uh arthurian myth was its own land i believe right let's see island to which yeah so yeah so i'm i mean the implication there i think is avalon is its own place 
And it really seems to be setting the breadcrumbs that that might be where a future expansion takes place. Because as we said, there's nowhere left for the game to go, right? Everything has been explored. Everything. We've gone to the Emerald Dream. We've gone to the Shadowlands. We've gone to parts of the Elemental Planes. Uh, we've gone to Draenor twice. We've yeah, I think especially with like the whole fiasco of how bad Shadowlands was. They don't really want to be like, oh, let's go to another realm. Or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna story. dip into the well that well again. Um, so whatever they do from here on out has to be a one hundred percent Blizzard original. So they're gonna have to start making some stuff up. And as I said, I think that's why they brought Chris Metzen back in because they kind of you know not inadvertently wrote themselves into a corner, but just exhausted you know lore. So. Uh, the other interesting thing I'll touch on here was, and I don't see it here, but it's one of them. So in the original old God thing, there was five of them. And in one of these, I can't, I can't see which one it says five. Now, obviously that later got retconned to four, but what was interesting to me is that, so someone had to go in and edit these pages, obviously. And there's some, they're obviously leading towards something that they chose the fifth pick, the fifth one. Okay, that they chose not to change the number, chain the five evil gods. Yeah, they chose not specifically not to change that. Now, whether they just overlooked that, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they just went through and just like added these and didn't worry about what it said before. But it is interesting that that remained intact. So now, obviously, there's been recurring theories that uh, Zalfafal, Zalfal, what the hell is her name? Something like that, yeah. Uh, is supposed to be... Yeah, Zal something. Um, is supposed to be maybe a potential other old god that kind of got, like, d- dominated by the other four, and... Well, she's specifically Nazoth's sister, I do believe. Right, and, and yeah. Um, so, potentially... It's potentially, they're going to do something with that. And, of course, in BFA, she... Uh, conned us all and disappeared into like some portal after she stole a body so who knows where the hell she is that might be setting something up i don't know and to be fair you know throughout all the different things it's never really been said like where another old god could have been or where her kingdom was or their kingdom would have been so maybe this other avaloran I mean, Avaloran might even be some part of azeroth that was never completely freed of the old god's influence maybe so maybe some remnant of their empire still lasts there. Maybe we finally get that honest to God, old God expansion we've wanted for years, which might be a little bit of a monkey's paw thing at this point, to be quite honest. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they, what they do from here. I mean, I think we, we know a little bit about where they're going with the, the story in this expansion, but I'm still curious to see what the end game of this expansion is too, you know, uh, before you even get into potential future ones. Right. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm still fair. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm interested in Dragonflight lore where they're going to go with it. I don't think it's the best stuff they've ever made. It's, it's good. It's not the best, but it's not certainly not the worst. It's, I, I think it's just really good in light of Shadowlands. I think if it had been, you know, I, I think if this, if Dragonflight had been after Legion, I think people would be treating it differently. Well, sure, yeah, you had to fall pretty hard for it to be in, in the state and be good, you know? Uh, yeah. 
So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Legion had its ups and downs, but the story was really good because it was the culmination of, you know, the entire like plot to that point. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't have been like quite as gratifying right after that, maybe, but yeah, but, but again, I mean, we, it's, we, it's if interesting. We did, if we did get this right after, then we wouldn't have had BFA in Shadowlands, so maybe that would have been fine, actually. I mean, BFA could have been salvaged, Shadowlands, I don't think ever had a chance to be quite honest. If it would have been salvageable if they just like full assed like the three different expansions it could have been rather than half passing right. all of them. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it had some really good interesting story. Like the Drustvar was really interesting. Um, most of the Alliance stuff was interesting. The Horde stuff was just complete snoozeville. And especially uh what was old as? Was that the uh Old Deer. Old Deer, yeah. thank you. Old as is the one we haven't been to yet. Old Deer I just felt like was completely underwhelming because all the other olds have been bangers, right? Old War was great. Oldman was, well, interesting. So there's a precedent set for how how good old god stuff was, but older old deer was just kind of there, right? And then there was like the they they bullshitted some lore about like a, a proto old god that had been made. The what was his name? The blood god. It was like artificial goon. old god, right? Like he was yeah, like, goon. Yeah, his name's literally goon. So how good could he be? Yeah, it's like yeah, an artificial old guy. It's just the whole thing really felt like they dropped the ball, uh, and it was it was just stupid, and I hated it. So well, it was just kind of silly to do that, and then also make the expansion about Nazoth too. You know, like yeah. Oh, and 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 don't get me started on all the stuff that they scrapped with Nazoth. The original plan, of course, for Nazoth was in Nashatar, um you know, the water for seed. And I think there was supposed to have been a bit like at the end of the storyline of that, the waters recede even further. And you're like, Oh, it's not just Najatar down here. Nazoth is down here and it like reveals his giant body. They of course transferred that into the uh, black empire raid. But uh, at that point, I just felt like it was uh, underwhelming because the whole well, raid was the, underwhelming. The whole issue is that like the expansion didn't know, like it just packed too much in there between like horror yeah. versus Alliance. And then, and Najatar, and then Black Empire, off. Like, well, I've you know. I've said it I've said it before, but my famous theory with what happened with Warcraft lore is that after Legion, when everybody left, the only people still employed were talentless hacks who were essentially writing fan fiction, and they just found a bunch of old like plot points from someone's you know notebook or something and went oh wow that'd be cool let's do this with no actual like meaning behind any of it or, or you know thought so a lot of these things were probably ideas of a larger plan that would have been really cool in practice but we'll never know so it's shame, uh, because, because they're half-assed attempts at it means we won't ever get the like the good version <laughs> yeah and that's the shame about like games like that so like people have talked about like uh game of thrones of course had a notoriously bad ending and people have said that like one day game of thrones could probably get like a, a redo like a movie series or something right but in a game especially in an mmo you don't really get to redo expansions you know like that's just not how it works nobody's nobody's gonna want to play a re like an entirely rebooted mmo or something but just the same shit all over again right yeah so uh, i mean once once you've locked it in you've locked it in and it's a shame it uh shame it went down like it did so oh well maybe maybe if they can make new lore that's interesting we'll see yeah. well maybe hey maybe in wow too so but yeah uh Let's see. 
Oh, so speaking of WoW too, this isn't a segue at all. I just thought it sounded cool. Uh, do you want to talk about the new show? Uh, for sure. I mean, I mean, I think you're kind of leading the charge on that one. So I am. I am. So uh, we we've talked about it for a while. I, I think we've hinted at it maybe, but we haven't really like give it any hard commitment as it were but we've talked about or at least i've talked about before uh i've lamented i of course well okay history so back in 2014 i think or maybe late 13 i can't remember just crazy because almost 10 years well it had been like later this year so let's say nine but nine years ago art bell came back to radio with um dark matter on sirius xm he had an exclusive contract with sirius xm and he was going to do this big show, and it was pretty cool. The the few episodes that actually aired before there was a disagreement or whatever were really good. So good, in fact, that in the early days we would listen to them as a group. This was back when there was only a couple of us in in a wide verse, and we uh, it came on Wednesdays, weird Wednesdays. And this was back when I had really bad internet at my house, like even worse than like the past couple of years, like a really bad internet. So what I would do. <laughs> is I would restream it from my office. And my office was in a really old building. Uh, and I would turn the camera on and it like the, the, the room was, it was, it faced the street and had these windows and like there was uh, the light of like the street lights. And it, it was rather spooky, honestly, it was rather spooky. And especially listen to the subject matter of the show. And I, I think it's safe to say we, I mean, we loved Art Bell and I've loved Art Bell for a long time. I'm a, uh, I was a huge, uh, I, I used to browse X on 4chan as a teenager, like endlessly. I, I loved it. Uh, not so great anymore. Not as good anymore, but, uh, I've always loved paranormal stuff. I've loved weird stuff. And our bell, of course, I used to listen to coast to coast. I liked it. Um, of course he'd, he'd been gone from coast to coast for a while. So not quite right. the same. But yeah, so he got his new show. I was ecstatic and it didn't last very long, blah, blah, blah. Then, of course, he comes back later on with Midnight in the Desert. And I Midnight in the Desert lasted for several years up until uh, well, he retired. He retired, then he died. And I actually found out the other day he died of an overdose. I, I didn't know that. I thought he oh. died of a, well, it was a prescription drug overdose, I think. So it might have been. It, I think they said it was accidental. So he he was he was dealing with some life. He had like COPD or stuff. He he was dealing with some stuff. So uh, it's a shame. But he he'd been retired anyway, and and the show had kind of gone downhill because it just wasn't. I mean, he is the show. You're not going to put someone else in charge and have it be as good. So uh, I'd always lamented the fact that a show like that didn't really exist anymore. Like, yeah, there are some podcasts out there, but they're all like whatever and coast to coast still exists but it's real it's a shadow of his former self like george nori just i mean he's he's kind of a legend but he just doesn't really have it anymore mm. so oh phoenix hit me with that hydrant good good point thank you he heard, he heard me getting a little dry um i'd lament it and this is only like intensified in the past couple of years because there's like the big hot thing now is like skeptics, right? Like right. we got to Everything has got to be debunked. You know, uh, I'm debunking. I'm going to debunk, you know, and especially after 
that which shall not be named right like we just we everything has to deep be debunked and i think the podcast specifically that i have in mind is uh skeptoid is that a is that a podcast skeptoid that sounds right sounds like an insult i'd make up for somebody who does that shit on like the fetty or something you know like yeah skeptoid skeptoid Ah, yes, Skeptoid Podcast. The true science behind our most popular urban legends, historical mysteries, paranormal claims, blah, 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 blah. God, I... Oh, Jesus. Anyway. Um... God, oh, at the top, they have, like, all their, like, all the awards they've won from... Oh, of course it's from the the Skeptic Society. Oh, my God. All right, no. uh -uh, We're not doing this. Anyway... So I was thinking uh, they had a most harmful like anti experts. So that sounds like a list of base people. Uh yeah, pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Hold on, let's let's pull this up. Let's pull this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh so yeah. First off, I don't know who this guy is, but I hate him. I don't know if they don't like him or not, but I like him. Um yeah, nutrition Pete Evans. Uh, he's best known for his advocacy of pseudoscientific dieting ideas, especially the paleo diet. The paleo diet isn't pseudoscientific. <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, COVID-19, uh, the thing that shall not be named. Joseph Mercola. I don't know that name off the top of my head, but I'm guessing he's someone that's saying, oh, he's a drink. Uh, oh, who knows? I don't know. Uh, election fraud, Dinesh D'Souza, just yeah, D'Souza, yeah, wellness, Gwyneth Paltrow. I have probably that. <laughs> oh, yeah, astrophysics, Avi Loeb. Avi Loeb is that, yeah, 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 yeah. I was reading about him just the other day, actually. So which Harvard, is Harvard physicist and astrophysicist. Uh, yeah, I forgot what his like big controversial thing is, but he's oh man. Well, I mean, Avi Loeb, born in Israel. I don't think he even needs. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not hiding it. No, he. I, no, he. I mean, he's one of those kind of people. He doesn't. God, what was his? The, oh, it might be he's working on the Galileo. Oh, yeah, he works with the Galileo project, which I'll is like it's like SETI. It's like SETI. Yeah, it's it's like a, a. I don't know if it's a spinoff of SETI. Fuck all malware bites. Uh, but it's like SETI. Yeah. So, oh yeah, of course. No, I don't fucking don't want. It. Yeah, so he he's he's one of those, and he's like, oh, yeah. um, actually, we have no evidence of extraterrestrial life, and the study here says that it's typically impossible. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, no, and they hating on my boy Graham. Nah, nah, y'all get out of here with that now. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of who's Brian Dunning? I bet he looks like a. J oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. For those of you listening on podcasts, you don't know why we're laughing. It's this picture of him, and he's like, he's doing like this crazy face. He's like hidden behind a mic. It just, it looks, the, it, his picture looks like what you think this person would look like. And, oh my he's God. He's got like all the variety of fucking uh, 
like all Rubik's cubes in the back. Oh yeah, he had a, yeah a plush Rubik's cube. What yeah, else was he's back like there? he's like an enthusiast of like fidget toys. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, shout out though his eye color though, like that icy blue. That's like a very, very silvery, yeah. which is really which is crazy because like on the hierarchy of like eye colors, that's like one of like the top ones. So it's really it's really a shame that someone with that eye color is this cringe. But anyway, listen, my point is like. I was talking with a, 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 a well, I'll say this now. I was talking with Ladcats. Ladcats is a great uh, member of the Wide Verse. We like him a lot. I was talking with Ladcats the other day uh, in in Discord, and I was I was going off about skeptics a little bit. And my main thing against skeptics is skeptics are uh, what is is it is it nineteen eighty four or is it Brave New World uh, about a a boot stomping on a human face forever. That was 1984. Okay. Skeptics are just a boot stomping on the human imagination forever. Right. What makes humans great? Oh, yeah. I think it's the same 1984, too. So. Not that I trust him more than you, but, you know, it's just nice to be at corroboration. Yeah. What makes humans great is a couple of things our empathy, uh, which is a mixed bag, granted, but uh, it's probably done more. Good than in harm, moderation, yeah. In moderation, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's probably done more good than harm. Uh, and imagination, right? We are able to imagine things that don't exist. And frankly, that's what's made us great. And I've talked about like old philosophers, like the 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 great uh, Greek ancients, right? A lot of their stuff that they figured out, they just kind of dreamed up, right? They were like, mm, that sounds right. Sure. Like we're talking about like a ton, like atom theory, right? People think like atoms, that's a, that's a new thing that we discovered, right? Right. No. We discovered that apparently like 3,000 years ago. Well, there's just, many formulations of it, like monads and shit too. The like monads, his, uh, yeah. From, uh, was that Socrates? Or Aristotle? Uh, I think it was Socrates. I couldn't tell you for sure, but... Uh, but yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of formulations on that shit. Right, right. And it was people who didn't have any, I mean, they didn't have scientific backgrounds. They, of course, didn't have degrees or anything. They were just kind of thinkers. And in retrospect, they're all considered thinkers or philosophers. They're not considered scientists. But they beat pretty much everyone in the modern age to the punch. But they did it because they imagined it. They thought, wouldn't that be cool? Maybe that's how it works. And these days... It's it's like it's you know with the with the uh, you know in, empirical evidence and the scientific method. I don't think people really do that anymore. They don't just go, hmm. Wouldn't that well, be interesting if that's how that worked? Of, the death of intuition too. Yes, because like, that's what I mean. Because a lot of the stuff is like that's probably how they arrived at it. It's like you know, like look, we just the deductive reasoning. Like we don't, you know, they might not have had the instruments to measure all this shit back then or confirm it, but they, you know, like shit, like like uh like rudimentary particle theory it's like okay so like they can observe that at a macro scale that things work certain ways and kind of downsize that and extrapolate it that's i mean in alchemy that's the whole thing too like the as above so below type shit you know where it's like the idea that there's like concentric layers to reality that all kind of mirror each other in their structure you know so and it's not untrue because like even now we know that you know we have particles or at least things that behave as particles and but then we also have on a, a very macro scale, like planets and galaxies and stuff that also, when you're kind of zoomed out enough, kind of also are yeah. almost as if they're particles, you know, like this, this, right. this scale. And yeah, so it's, it's intuitive, right? Like, right. 
so I don't think you needed all of the shit that we have now to necessarily arrive at that conclusion. Right. And then you get into like some deeper stuff, like the, the, the idea of human consciousness and quality, of course. And you get into people who it's like, who's like, Oh, that's not, that's not true. It's just, it's, it's all, it's all gray matter and, and things like, and then you go, okay, well, how does that work? And well, we don't quite know yet. It's like, no, you don't know. You don't know shit about shit. Well, that's, that's the problem with like the, I feel like at this point the the hardcore debunkers are kind of carrying on the spirit of like 2004 militant atheism, where it's like really. What well, is? Like like yeah. a lot of. A I lot was gonna of get. Hubris, I was gonna get to that, but yeah. You know, a lot of hubris and they talk and how they talk about things like and, and, and their eagerness to dismiss things that aren't like strictly like empirically verifiable or whatever right. in, in whatever way they care about like right they also discard a lot of totally feasible things that they just simply haven't been able to disprove yet too well like, there's a pretty notorious skeptic james randy uh randy randall i don't know what his name is but he uh he's notoriously like debunked a bunch of like you know psych psychics and like you know remote viewers and stuff but as people have said it's like a lot of times it's not so much that he's debunking them it's just like he chooses like the craziest like most con man type of these people making claims and then gives this, this impossible puzzle to solve or impossible test and then he goes nope you're not real and it's just you're right it, it is a lot like the 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 militant atheist thing because i don't they're not searching for an objective truth they don't want it to be true and i mean we could get into the psychology yeah i think say they're also inseparably mean-spirited yeah they are and there's right. one specifically i was talking about with lag cats was uh it's a british woman blackwell i think is her name she had an out-of-body experience when she was a young woman and she's literally dedicated her life to proving that it didn't happen right like i mean i mean it was one of those things she she i mean she said it wasn't brought on by like yeah she's not mentally ill she wasn't on drugs it just happened right and so this is like one of things where like it's like with a lot of these types where it's like all it all comes down to like their weird stupid like childhood like traumas and shit where, yeah. like they have hang-ups because of that yeah, yeah i mean if you, i'm sure if you looked into a bunch of these their dads were like probably hardcore catholics and that's why they hate right. it right so there's many such cases and look I'm, I'm digressing so heavily here so anyway you know i love all these things i also love running my mouth and i think there's maybe not a need but definitely a niche to be filled so why don't uh why don't i do that so we're we're gonna we're gonna do oh my god we're gonna we're gonna do that i mean that's that's a thing that's gonna happen uh what we are gonna kind of discuss here a little bit live uh unbeknownst to everyone except me is oh i'm not 100 percent certain what we're gonna call it yet so originally like before some other plans had started to formulate we were gonna call it midnight in the swamp and is that a direct ripoff of our bell show yes do i care no um however i'm not going to be living in a swamp too much longer ideally like less than two years or something uh depending on you know school stuff or whatever so why don't i just go ahead and beat myself to the punch on that one and call it what it's going to be called afterwards and that's what that's 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 what i want youtube people's opinion about you uh prudent suck mm -hmm. now i've got here the logo that i've been working on this isn't the original one the original one was midnight in the swamp 
but this would this would be the same acronym midnight in the smokies do we like that or we do like do we like midnight in the mountains more midnight in the mountains is kind of a mouthful yeah uh let me think about that because yeah i agree that that's a mouthful uh definitely midnight in the smokies i think is preferable of those two right let's think about if there's anything else that would sound good there and it, and it it's less of like a direct ripoff of Midnight in the Desert too, because I mean he he wasn't Midnight in the what is the what is the desert in Nevada? Like Mojave or oh Midnight in the Mojave is a really good one. He should have gone with that. Damn. Yeah. Actually, hold on. Nye County, Nevada. It's I think I think the desert out there might be a different one than Mojave to be honest. But... Um. I mean, it doesn't, like, have a name for it or anything. But it might be, actually. Well, yeah, I mean, Las Vegas is right here, and we know, like, this is the Mojave. Well, okay, well, here's the Mojave. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I just... Mojave is more towards, like, California, I think. Typically. Wait, it's right here. Yeah. Um, well, I guess maybe... I... a term that I can't recall, but... Let's see. Just, um... like, if you Google, like, Nevada deserts or something, you would find it... I'll just put Nye County Desert. Uh, oh, Prompt Valley, I guess. Uh, there, well, is a, there was okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, so this is the Mojave. Okay, yeah. So it is the Mojave. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, Midnight in the Mojave would have been a, a really good name, but Midnight in the Desert, I guess, sounded better to him. But mm. I don't know. Midnight in the Smokies. I think that's pretty good. Um. Obviously, I think we need to consult the actual mountain man here. Suck, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I definitely prefer Smokies over mountains. Right. So, But there may be a better name that just comes to us by the time the show comes out. I don't know. Right. Uh, well, I mean, the show, I'm, ideally, the show comes out by the end of the month, so... Yeah. Sure. Not, well, a, lot I mean, of, not a lot of time. Secondly... I know I just said it's going to be me, but I have we have talked about it a little bit, and I mentioned it the other day, completely not jokingly. I don't know. I don't know if she thought I was joking, but to have Kane in on on some in some degree, because of all the crazy, insane people in Wideverse, I she's probably the only person here who's actually more unhinged than I am, and I think that would be a perfect duo to talk about crazy, insane schizo stuff. Yeah, if if she can make whatever day you have it on, that'd be good. Cause I, cause yeah, I'm not sure that I could regularly actually attend the stream. Well, I mean, it, it was it was probably gonna start off like a once a month thing, right? Okay. Uh, a monthly thing, and it probably wouldn't be done live. It would probably be recorded, then edited, and then strictly released in podcast form. I see. Is what I'm thinking as of right now. Obviously, that could change. I don't know yet, but yeah, it. Uh, and I mean, even with that kind of production schedule, you could even then do it over several different days, and then whoever needed to be on on different segments would well, be. If, as long as you had a unifying concept for the episode, you could even right. kind of talk to different people at different times and yes. like kind of bring the segments together to right. tell whatever narrative you hope for. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how it would be. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the first, I think I'd lean to the first episode maybe being about Atlantis. I think that's a pretty good one, but I've also been reading a bunch of other stuff that would be interesting as well. So I haven't quite landed on anything yet personally, but Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to doing the, uh, the Antarctica problem. (laughs) 
Oh, oh my god yeah that's a good one that's kind of, um, that's kind of, that's kind of the issue over times i feel like <laughs> yeah and i wanted to i really what really put a lit a fire under me about this is i uh one of the segments was uh pretty creatively um a creatively named bit called it came from x obviously um a play on the old 60s sci-fi movie it came from outer space uh which would look at stuff crazy stuff that's been posted to the x board on 4chan specifically there was one about it as this russian angel statue thing that was very strange and i wanted to talk about it of course it's gone out of the uh the cycle by now so but yeah stuff like that i i think it'd be very interesting so i'm looking forward to it we've been talking about it for a good while uh, I think we were going to, I think we were originally going to do it last year at some point, but with the whole hullabaloo that ended up being my internet, it never came to fruition. So, um, uh, but yeah, we're going to start doing it now. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I you know, it's no, there, there'd be no real point in calling it midnight in the swamp when I'm not going to live in a swamp that much longer. So right. we'll go ahead and yeah. I mean, I, it's, I mean, over the next year or two, a lot of our branding stuff is going to be slowly changing to very, yeah, but- what if you called it beefing in the bayou? <laughs> I feel like that'd be a better name for this show right. over than a paranormal show. So I will say that also just subjectively, the mysteries related to the mounds interest me a lot more than the mysteries related to the swamps. So like, mm. I feel like there's a lot more stuff happening in mounds that like... I don't know, I dude, there's some... Pretty clavo shit going yeah. on in the swamps. Swamps, swamps are pretty spooky, man. So like swamps are like, yeah, you don't want to fuck with mountain people, but you also don't want to fuck with swamp people. Well, sure, sure. But I'm yeah, like, mountain people will just straight up kill you. Swamp people put that hex like, on you. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, put that voodoo shit on you, man. So well, that's that's fair. I just yeah. it, in terms of in terms of the people, sure, and the natural environment too. Swamps are, swamps are imposing, but. I just mean like in terms of the mysteries, you know, like the oh sure, 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 the national forest stuff and the Bigfoot stuff. And, sure, know, and then just I go. think there there's like a genetic memory of mountains being a little spooky. I think. Well, I feel I feel like there's also like to me, and I remember this feeling of camping as a kid in the mountains. Like I feel like you know I'm closer to to the top of the world in a sense. Like I'm more exposed to like uh, extraterrestrial threats too. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh man, I bet there I bet there's some spooky stuff up there, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the best thing is being on location for that. I mean, I bet there's hella haunted shit up there, man. I bet there's I mean, hella haunted stuff. It would be it'd be cool to do like episodes from like a campsite. <laughs> it would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, the the potential for remote stuff up there is infinitely high. So we can do we can do an episode. Hey, we can do a swamp themed episode on one of those islands though. Well, we're well, not really swampy, but uh, But you know what I'm saying, it's the closest thing you're yeah. gonna yeah so we'll be thinking about the name i am currently leaning towards midnight in the smokies but it'll be a work in progress we'll let y'all know um i will say speaking though of like how's how's this sundown in the smokies I really wanted to stick with the midnight thing as an okay, homage okay. to our bell. Also, I feel like the sundown thing might have yeah racial connotations, connotations yeah <laughs> um i wanted to say though like uh, kind of off topic but moving on um 
in relation to you know the mount and stuff i i've almost felt like this whole thing i'm doing with the photography and everything it's almost becoming almost like a uh like a, a goodbye tour in a certain in a, in a bit of a way right. right like going to all these old places like the museum that we i used to go to as a kid in elementary school and you know some other things it's like you know kind of kind of doing them and seeing them maybe potentially for the maybe not the last time ever but the last time for probably a long time I mean, you're not going to be that far away, to be honest. So it's like I won't not, be that far like, away, but I won't really have any reason to ever come back, especially, you know, if, if certain familial things work out in the way that we hope they will. Um, so there's really no reason to ever come back to Laurel, Mississippi right. once I'm once I'm gone. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like, as, as it's been said before, uh, you know, I've I constantly lament my old age, but in reality, I'm really quite young uh, in the grand mm. scheme of things right. so i mean you know a lot of a lot of stuff can happen so i'm that's why i'm not gonna commit to saying the last time ever but certainly the last time for a long time um and i mean i, th- I feel like that's that's a good way to do it you know it's it's a good closure on a on a very long chapter that probably should have ended <laughs> a lot sooner than it did but um uh, yeah. in the words of socrates it is what it is uh, we, and, and I mean, while we're on that vein, um, I, you know, I, I know suck still has a lot of kind of loyalties, at least sports wise to, uh, New York, but do you like, what, what would your emotions be like? Would you miss San Diego? Like, would you like, and I know you don't live in San Diego. I know well, but to, uh, everyone, the, region, the region I'm from, like, there's not a whole lot that I'd probably, I mean, it's hard to say when I'm gone, like. I think it's an area that's more fun to just simply visit rather than live in anyways. So like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that like kind of coming back and seeing the highlights occasionally would be fine. Like, yeah, I, I guess it's I, a little I, bit different I, uh, when you live in a major metropolitan area. I don't miss yeah. my hometown at all. So. Well, well and, yeah, that's what, that's why I said like your whole thing is kind of just like a loyalty to the to state sport more or less. Well, I, I also have, I have no reservations against flying pretty rarely, you know, so like that helps in terms of like, you know, being able to get back quickly if if I need right. to. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and and because you do live in a you know a place that is a place, it would make sense for some sort of repeat action or uh, visitation. I mean, to some extent. I mean, for the most part, I'd still only really be motivated by probably family shit. But that's uh, true. If they even still live here, because I'm trying to get them to move too. But. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think I'm mostly fine with anywhere, uh, and I don't think I really miss a whole. I'm not too. I'm not too sentimental about. Well, and then California, especially. So I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think a lot of. I think only a certain demographic of people right. really would long for California. Like I specifically, um, Skyler, of course. Mm. that name i won't go into a bunch of context for the listeners but uh that name comes up i i, I remember one time yeah. uh remember that instagram post of hers where she was like i could never leave california that's literally God. how some people i know are though like and certain family members of mine who like could have done fine elsewhere in the country but never left and still struggle like it's like just it's like you you can't fucking afford to do shit anyways yeah. like what well it's just it's it's uh, it's true of the country 
in general, but especially California. It's like people are very married to this idea of what something used to be. I was going to say a long time ago, not really that long ago, but it's just not anymore. And it's just it was honestly fine until like the 90s. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's it's true that that's the case. But also but also some people are just afraid of change. Like some people think that like some people have just bought the propaganda that like everybody else, like the stuff that brings people here, like, oh, it's sunny all the time and you have the beaches and like people are just so much nicer and like everything's, you know. Like the fucking propaganda, like oh, you can't just you, like it's impossible to have nice things anywhere else or something. It's just yeah, yeah. You know what else that's true? Myrtle Beach, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah. What a, what a shame, Cali Cuck stuck in the past. Many such cases. Mm. So. I mean, some of them aren't even stuck in the past. Some of them just want what it is too. Like some of them just like like how it is now, which is that's so cringe, man. That's so cringe. Speaking of, speaking of cringe, uh, we could talk about this because it's not it's not really super political, and I mean we won't get political about it, but it is certainly a uh, uh, happening. Uh, this this weather this Chinese balloon thing is is actually kind of crazy. Um, I appreciate it because uh, it's it's at least something that's come to America from China that hasn't completely wrecked everything. Yeah. Uh, read into that what you want what i mean by oh, that at least at least yet yeah yet um but it what's weird about it is, is it feels like an old school happening you know right. it just feels like one of those like really wacky things that hasn't happened in a long time uh because everything is just so like all the happenings that have been happening in the past couple of years is you know uh let's see uh plague race war uh overthrow of the u.s government from within you know real real heavy stuff you know there's no like balloon boy stuff anymore i mean this wasn't balloon boy but it was a little bit silly it was silly let's put it that way it was silly yeah but, but i will key- say it would have been a lot funnier if there was like a little china man inside of the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's crazy about it is like i guess i didn't quite understand like how big the balloon was but apparently it's like huge and like it's carrying like a big like spy platform on it I and mean, obviously there's not like people on it that we know of um right. maybe that might I, be I, uh, I guess it's hard to when something when the backdrop is the sky it could be hard to get scale yeah but apparently you know? apparently it was real big and i guess that was why they didn't want to shoot it down I still think it's stupid. Of course, to give it context, uh, a a balloon um, that was later identified as Chinese. And if I read correctly, the Chinese tried to claim that it was like something from their private sector, right? That it was like a research balloon that just happened to wander over like all major like nuclear arsenals and air force bases in America, just coincidentally to the to the to the to the extent that it was almost like being piloted. Um, and it's just so crazy because again, you know, speaking of X, it was something I saw on there and I was like, is this, is this just some schizo rambling? And then I go over to Twitter and I'm like, oh no, this is like a thing, a confirmed thing that's happening. Um, and it's so crazy. It feels like it moved really fast too for a balloon. Like when you think of a balloon, right? You don't think it's, it's trucking, but this got from like the Aleutians to South Carolina in like what, two days? This was riding some sort of airstream. Maybe, or maybe it was. There was some sort of propulsion to it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, obviously the implications of this are not, um, not great. Well, uh, I, I think I think the angle you were talking about at, on uh, in the other uh, server was kind of 
kind of the loss of face it entails too that we just kind of let it happen you know yeah and i think that was the worst part of course and it came out that um the u.s had known about it pretty far ahead of time but didn't say anything because secretary of state anthony blinken is going to have a meeting or some sort of council with xi here in the this month at some point and that they didn't say anything because they didn't want to cause a row. But I mean, I think, you know, I think we all know what's going on. Like it's been said before that, like, you know, the American government really. And I mean, this isn't even like a political, like, you know, wing related thing, because it's both both sides are fairly heavily influenced if not outright owned by the chinese i mean mitch mcconnell of course comes to mind specifically um and then of course there's been accusations that biden uh is but yeah this doesn't really help that conspiracy theory a lot um because yeah they they so they said they didn't want to shoot it down when it was over like they didn't want to shoot it down it was over montana for fear of uh hitting civilians well i don't know how much y'all know about montana right. um but it's the most desolate state in the country right and, and there's no way with all our fucking aerospace bullshit we couldn't kind of predict where would be yeah. a safe area to destroy it over you yeah. know like that's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It's like, if they're doing it to, like, not cause issues ahead of, like, meetings or whatever, it's like, well, I mean, that's, they're already causing an issue by sending a fucking spy contraption. Alleged spy contraption. Well, okay. You know. Yeah. That just happened yeah, to float I mean, over all How do we know places. it wasn't, like, dropping invasive seeds in the ship? Yeah, I mean, how do we know it wasn't, like, we don't know anything that it was doing. I was reading some people talking about uh, that there was anecdotal reports that every area that it went over people were complaining about like weird shit happening with their cell phones how do we know it wasn't you know uh soaking up cell phone data how do we know it wasn't you know taking up pictures or something which i mean you could do that with a spy satellite so i don't feels like that'd be the long way around on that one but but yeah i mean we that's the problem is we don't know what it was doing and that's the problem is that we don't know what it was doing and when you don't know what something's doing it's you know better to be safe than sorry blow that shit out of the sky and you know it's just whether you like biden or not this was a this you're right it was a huge like blow to perception and it was like the event when he fell off the bike right that you know whatever your feelings on him even if you like him you have to under you have to understand that instinctually you see that you perceive that as weakness you may your rational mind may push back and go oh when you know it's just it's no big deal he got his foot caught up it's like sure but the monkey part of you is still going weak man man weak yeah i mean uh, there's the constant thought there for me like what if there was something nefarious and like there was actually a bomb in that shit and it just sure. got dropped on us because they refused to shoot out of the sky. Yeah. 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 And and that's exactly the point. It's like when you don't know, blow it to hell, right? When 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 that's what Americans do. It's just a, it's a spit in the face essentially to the American uh, the American way. And as many people have said, you know, for better or worse, if old Donnie T had been president, that gone down a lot differently because he you know like i said better or worse he didn't play so 
uh, it's, it's just such a crazy thing. And now there's like allegedly more of them. Like there's a, a second and maybe a third one I'm, I've, I've read about. So if that's uh, the case, that kind of pokes a hole in the, oh, it was just, it was just one that got away theory. But I mean, it's, 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 it's only, it was almost like, how do I say this? It was almost like a test to see what they could get away with. Like kind of how we used to do, like back in the day in the Cold War, we would throw fly bombers over Soviet Russia, knowing they couldn't really do anything about it, you know? And in a way, it was kind of like, uh, it, it, it was a dick measuring contest. It was a pissing contest. And we won it. And in this respect, uh, we just lost to a balloon. And that's yep. really that's really embarrassing. <laughs> but that's I mean it's 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 the complete and total emasculation of America, and that's kind of the point. So yep. it's really really kind of depressing. Well, that's what happens when we get into politics. Right? Yeah, it is. Maybe that's why maybe I'm remembering now that's why we don't really talk about politics. But I mean that's not that's news. That's not really politics. Sure, politics sure, but, I mean, politics would have been talking about well, I can't think of anything in particular, but uh, but you know what I'm saying this there's still political overtones attached to it though. Yeah. But I mean that's fine. I, like I said, I think that's within the within the realm of the new rules that I'd set out about the show. So uh but yeah, that's that's everything I had in the itinerary. Y'all got uh y'all something y'all want to bring up? Uh, nope. Not really. Uh a small bit of food news is I found out earlier that the the drive through diner on the way home serves its full menu all day. Oh. So, so I got a burger after work, which is good. He burger? As, as as is established, I work overnights and so sometimes you get tired of the limited options that time of day, sure, or sure. Uh, or you get tired of uh, breakfast, and you know it's it's nice because they 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 they're like it's like diner food. So like you have burgers, but then you also have like chicken. You got like a mm. like 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 you know mean three type things almost like pork chops and sides and shit, and like you know you got all sorts of options that you can explore if you're feeling adventurous, and that's cool that I can do that at you know seven thirty in the morning on the way home. Mm. So that's that's nice, small little development. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring up how you, how, I mean, because you've been there for, you know, three, four months now. How, how, how are you feeling about the job? That's good. It's good. I mean, you know, I mean, without getting too detailed about what I actually do, it's a, uh, it's, you, you know, it's. What do you mean? You, you've explained in depth what you do here. Well, you know, I'm not going to explain the specific place that I'm working at, though, you know. You work uh, at the dick sucking factory. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We don't know that. Uh but yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's it's easy. It's easy enough, and it pays decent for the, relative to the effort that it takes. Um, obviously, in the long term, I would like to move up on pay scale wherever I wind up in the future. Uh, and I'd be fine with a little bit more effort to match. But uh, mm-hmm. but you know, for the time being, while well, I'm just sorting some shit out, it's kind of fine that it's so easy going, and that I can get away with a lot of bullshit on the clock too. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you think you? Uh, I mean, we've talked about this before, I think, but not in length. So, like in in not the Knoxville area, is, is that something you'd want to a field you'd want to remain in? Not really. I mean, I would I would like to eventually transition into doing kind of like any kind of office work. Just to, I mean, because I feel like there's plenty of office jobs out there that are also kind of bullshit and low effort, and it's just a matter of convincing HR to let you in. Um, right. 
and it would be nice to have the perks that come with that, like, you know, benefits and, and paid time off and stuff occasionally. Because that's, that's the one thing I'm noticing on this job is, like, since since I'm so f kind of laser-focused on, aside from the money I've been spending on, like, kind of hobby bullshit, uh, so laser-focused on building savings and stuff right now, like... Right. Like I don't, I wouldn't want to take any paid time or unpaid time off, which is the only time I'm going to get in this position. You know, if I want an extra day off to do something, so it's like I, it's it's really like I just have my weekends, right? And that's fine for the most part. It's just like I think when you're working full time, it's nice to have maybe at least one extra day per month where you can like just totally devote to like doing things you want to do. You know? Yeah, because I mean, and, we talked about that with like you know here being on the show. It, I mean, it does very much seem like it, as at present the job kind of dominates the landscape. Well, yeah, and, and you know, I mean, of course, this is something that's going to be controversial with certain personalities, but I, I definitely think that, like, just full-time work where you're physically present for eight hours a day, like, every week for, for 40 hours each week on end is kind of, like, it's one of those things that I think is, like, a work culture thing that could actually honestly just change in the United States, and right. I, I, I would I would definitely be in favor of a movement that pushes for, like, standard four-day uh, four work weeks for, for fields where that makes sense, at least. Right. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, like a lot of these office positions, you don't need to be there five days a week. Well, and y even if you're remote, too, it's like and, oh, yeah. and I'm not I'm not I'm not even talking like four tens. I'm talking like four eights. Like, I think we should just have a 32 hour work week, honestly, at this point. And I think okay. that the economy would be just fine. OK, I feel like that might be a little controversial, but well, I mean, I think most people who work in these jobs won't say that they're productive for eight hours straight anyways. On no. those days. So it's like just cut down the the bullshitty hours where they're just kind of fucking around on their computer anyways, and then you know, hey, you're there. Um, yeah, I mean, realistically, that's never gonna happen. But you kind of just have to rise in your career to a point where you can negotiate. Hey, I only want to work four days a week. Well, sure, or you just get a position where you can bullshit it, and then you just bullshit it and don't say anything. You know, I guess. But um, yeah, but to truly have the third day off every week, like. Sure, yeah, if you want, like, as a guaranteed thing or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, I don't intend to participate in the corporate world, like, like extremely long-term, you know? Just my, my whole thing is I would like to get ahead enough to have a place I own paid off. It doesn't have to be very ambitious and then have the luxury to kind of choose what I want to do with my time, uh, you know, without being totally beholden to, like, bills or whatever. Hmm. But uh, yeah, anyway, because because the uh, yeah because the uh, the formation that I think we've we've kind of started moving in in regards to the um, the White House project is uh, it's it's kind of definitely starting to seem more like a uh, a two front solution a two state solution at this point uh, versus anything else which I I think is fine. I mean, I, I mean, depending on what you mean, but I, I mean, I don't have any particular intentions there. I've just I floated a lot of ideas myself. But. Right, right. But the way the what I'm saying is, though, like, um, because the way it's starting to seem like right now is that. Um, uh, any anything that I would be involved in up there would be some sort of family wide family wealth related thing right. as some sort of investment um, and or slash family vacation home right right i see yeah well I mean, and then like... that would be something that would be, be owned and then y'all you two or separately but probably together would be easier and cheaper probably would still probably not require but would still go the renting route for a while right 
Well, I mean, if it's going to take you multiple years to get up there anyway. Exactly. Time, exactly. You do that. Like, I might be ready to actually just purchase something anyway. Right. And, however, and that's kind of what I meant about the two-state solution. However, I mean, depending on how it works out, I would not be opposed to still having everybody involved in the same place either. It's just that it, it yeah, it wouldn't be bad. Um, but I think the second best, though, is just everybody kind of being in the same general area. Because sure. um, we've talked about this before. Like, I, I'm I'm extremely hard to live with. Uh, few people know this. I'm oh, just, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, completely, you know... I'm completely insufferable. So. You know a lot better than us how you are, I guess. Yeah, so and 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 if I I just I've thought about it at length before, and it's like it's probably just best for most people involved that uh, maybe it maybe maybe there is some separation. That's that's fine. I mean, uh, you know, it's, you, you know what's what's best, but right. I I actually consider myself really easy to live with, and I mean that's of course self appraisal, which is never totally reliable, but sure. like. Like for example, the living situation I had with my roommate at, on campus when I was oh yeah, there, like that was like living in a fucking sardine can and it worked, you know. Um, so having a, a more reasonable apartment or house situation where people have more dedicated space and stuff, like I think would be no problem. Right. Are we still live? Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's say what I'll say. I was gonna say. That. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Well, I, mean, I was just going to talk about my freshman college living situation. Oh, okay. Some things that were said that I can't oh, say on screen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You've, uh, you've told us that story before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and yeah, the point being that, like, for, for my part, I'm actually, I would say, an extremely quiet individual in terms of, like, how I go about living. And I don't, mm -hmm. I don't need anything from anybody else except that, like, people clean up after themselves in the right. same way that, like, like, you know, I should clean up after myself, you know, like I, I think so like my, my philosophy with things is like definitely in terms of like for example, staying on top of shit, like like if some like I'm the kind of person where if I'm if I had dirty dishes making food or something, I try to just clean it right away, like as I continue cooking because yeah. I don't want to have to Oh that's very smart. Yeah. Have to come back to it later, you know, and I'm already up in there and there's a lot of downtime in the kitchen anyway. So like that's mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I do, you know, like that like avoid certain certain pitfalls that might befall other people you know in in domestic arrangements right. or whatever but yeah phoenix saying living with someone after living alone for so long is is yeah yeah and and uh, that's i think that's part of my thing is like like i said i you know uh i'm just i'm uh i'm overbearing essentially and i i just think it would be rather difficult to be around me 24 7 like it's fine i think y'all think i'm fine because you know, you you only have to put up with me a little bit, you know. But I think if you had to put up with me more or less twenty four seven, it would be well, miserable. Well, well, let me well, let me ask you, ask you this, like, so like obviously I don't know if this is an arrangement that would ever appear, but like, do you think it would be better e even if it was the same property, if it was separate accommodations within yeah. the same property, like yeah. that would help? Yeah. So you're saying like the, the real difficulty would be being in the same exact building, not necessarily. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I'm very, uh, like, I'm very particular about because I, I, this surprises a lot of people. Because, like, like you said, you're a very quiet person. I'm a very quiet person. Like, right. you know, uh, people think that because I have, you know, a bolsterous personality that I'm, I'm very loud all the time. It's like, no, when I'm not doing something, like, there's sometimes there's days I go that I don't even speak, right? Like, I don't even say things out loud. Sure. Um. So. 
I'm I'm very particular about that. Like I'm I'm kind of a light sleeper, but also kind of not. It 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 depends like what kind of mood I'm in. Like you know, if I sleep and if if uh people if there's like a lot of noise while I'm sleeping, I get extremely irritated. Well, so um, like, my thing is I, I I'm not a light sleeper and I sleep really well through like one-off noises. Like if there's like a big thump or something, I oftentimes won't wake up if it's just like if it's one time what i can't cope with is recurring annoying noises yeah that that gets on my on my nerves and yeah bother me and keep me up but yeah i'm also i'm i'm very particular like well you you know you talk about being uh tidy and stuff that's fine but i'm, I'm very particular about that it's just it's just a lot of li- it's a lot of little ticky stuff and i, For I just, sure and, and i mean uh, i guess the other thing is like confidence and the ability to like manage the communication and the uh like like I, you know, I mean, not that not that I predict like necessarily massive conflict, but like you know, inevitably, anytime people live together, there's like there's necessary like conflict resolution skills that come into play too, you know. Right. Like, so like, I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's whatever people are comfortable with on their own terms, because certainly I wouldn't want anybody putting themselves in committing to something that they're not like comfortable with. I guess you know, like that would right. that wouldn't that wouldn't be good for anyone. So. No. So. Yeah, that's just uh, that's just kind of my thought process on it, and and like I said, if if it was indeed some sort of like family wealth investment thing, um, it, it's just probably better not to uh, involve you know other people. Well, sure, sure. Yeah, but in that case, it, that would still be probably a decent location for say a studio. Oh, most a, a certainly. Vacation home yeah, most certainly. That. That's that's uh, that's that's concrete yeah no uh any any sort of like wide media group related stuff would definitely be that would be something i would put effort and time into because i mean that again you know if y'all are renting something you know that's not a that's not a guaranteed space really you know in 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 actuality but having something that's owned and is ours and we know is gonna you know it's always gonna be there we're always gonna have that yeah no definitely um we've talked about that before and that's that's definitely the route that we would go with that right so well yeah i guess guess the only situation where the the separate accommodation the same property thing would be relevant there if if you had access to a family property just like if there would ever be a time where you would sublet yeah space on the property like for example like the, the the trailer thing i've talked about before like right like paying a certain quantity of money to have it parked there and just live in the trailer <laughs> no i think that's actually a really solid idea actually um like that, that sort of thing where it's like you know yeah. then, then, it, then it's mobile and it's, it's not even a huge commitment because the thing can move you know so right and and I, I i even think that as i as i'm looking for stuff i may be keeping that in the back of my mind Right, like, it's a way where like it would be it would be kind of like paying rent but it would be cheaper than paying straight up rent for me yes. you know I, I you know obviously i think paying for a space to park is going to be cheaper than paying for a room in a place you know um and then but then that also contributes to whatever financial burden the place that your parents might go in on would would create you know mm-hmm. for example so like that, that's one arrangement where like because i agree like i mean like if it was financially feasible i would not necessarily want to share walls with anybody you know like even though i consider myself easy to get along with you know like like for example if i moved out right now like if suck was into the idea like i i'm sure i could make it work living with him fine but yeah but 
like yeah if, if if i was able to afford a straight up studio on my own like that would also be cool you know or, mm. or the trailer thing or whatever well, and like as that. i've said before like i mean yeah it, it is and you're very much right because like you know the phase two will probably happen maybe probably this year probably this year more than likely more likely than not um and y'all two figuring that out right is a lot better than all three of us at the same time especially with me trying to figure out like what i'm doing well and and maybe if i get out there ahead of you right and then... which you probably will because well, like yeah, i said I, i'm probably gonna have to be here at least well okay it's like a 50 50 it's it's it depends on us it's it's a school related thing it depends on what I, something i find out about school and what what route that's going to take um now if that doesn't work out i mean i could go at any moment so i mean i guess it really does depend but as far as like the investment rental thing that still relies on like the market crashing which i right. still think i still think we're like I think we're like at least a year out from a hard crash. I know things are like starting to come down, but I think that's just a correction in the market. What I'm looking for is that crash. Well, I mean, I would love that because a year out is later than I was anticipating, which gives me more time to actually be there and get get a job established, which would be that yeah. be in a better position to actually buy into something than in a year or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, regardless, like that's what I'm saying. It's like you two being boots on the ground is probably like. Well, and, I, and the other part is that like depending on depending on whether or not your parents do that shit. Like the other thing is too like if 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 I was there and you know whatever dynamic me and suck have it becomes something that's evident. Like maybe that would also end up influencing your attitude on what's reasonable too. You know, like that's probably actually a good point. Yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, essentially uh, as, as people are probably now realizing I am completely using these two as guinea pigs for this whole thing. So that's fair. I mean, it's, oh. I mean, in this, in this case sucks the pioneer, but historically mm -hmm. like I, uh, I'm fine with jumping into the unknown, I guess, right. for the most part and kind of sorting it out again, cause I can, I can usually roll with the punches. I don't. I mean, it sucks here, so he can he can attest for himself. But I don't part suck as somebody who's like, like a secret like fucking party animal or whatever either. So no, no. I mean, I spend all fucking day just at my desk, really. So which is so, a little yeah. depressing, honestly. But I mean, I get it. I mean, that's kind of kind of what I would do too if I didn't have to physically go to work. You know, like oh no, I, well, which is that's crazy because like you know that's like the opposite for where I'm going with right now. Like I'm doing everything I can to avoid being at my desk. Well, see, the so. thing is, if I, if I had a desk job with like work from home and maybe a little bit more flexibility too, and and I wasn't spending most of my working hours walking around, I think I'd actually be more active in terms of going out on my off hours because I'd be a little bit less tired and a little bit less like like you know. Well, the other part for me, too, is like working overnight, right? It means like even on my days off, the, the hours that I'm sleeping aren't consistent. So like it's not like a foregone conclusion that like, OK, you know, every day during the week I'm up from like, you know, eight to uh to, to midnight or something, you know, and I know that's going to be my schedule on the weekend. It's like it's a lot more variable because of the overnight thing. So it's like I can't guarantee that there's going to be daylight hours during the weekend where I actually have the energy to go out and do stuff, you know, so like that's the other downside of it. So it's so, like one of my frustrations right now is like I, I've. I've also been interested in photography again, but like I've not been able to really practice it because like the whole energy and time thing has not been lining up for right. me whatsoever. <laughs> in yeah. terms of like when there's good light and stuff, so it's like... yeah, yeah, that's 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 actually kind of depressing. But yeah, I get. It. So that's one that's one of the reasons why. Like, I mean, I'm I'm glad that there's 
probably an eventual um expiration on this whole job thing like i mean so like suck was saying for example that like what april was when your release changes or something uh my release runs out in june the start of june but like that two-month period is like kind of when i want to like look and consider what the i, th- I think my like, complex yeah. like wants them, me to give them like a 60 to 30 day heads up so yeah well so so let's just ask this like would you consider just renewing with your existing complex or is there like reasons why you'd want to get out i mean obviously i'd prefer to like move into a house over a complex and it's like like, i can't have a grill here or shit like that which Uh, honestly that's un-american and like i'm stuck on spectrum here when at&t fiber exists and and you've been having some problems with spectrum the past couple of weeks yeah but i mean outside of that i haven't had huge issues with this place i guess i did get my door shot as i say you did get shot at so but I, i consider that uh very unique event that shouldn't be happening frequently well it is the south so (laughs) sure but i mean uh, like even just the two of us could pretty easily go in on like one of these small places well you've said and i I guess i've seen it too that like sometimes the two bedroom options are better than the three bedroom options anyway so yeah yeah like there's this two bedroom house for 1250 a month which like is nothing amazing but that price is very cheap yeah. Well, and see, that's the other thing too is that if if Tay's not necessarily super on board with joining in on the the, mo- the mono house, you know, yeah, that kind of that kind of I think it makes things more flexible because I it I does. have this, this inkling of a feeling that that Tay's standards are you know they're a lot they're yeah a lot yeah I'm, uh, God you kind of you kind of hitting on something I that mean, I, I was trying to dance around but yes well don't don't get me wrong I think in the long run. I do actually have pretty high standards, but my standards for, all right, I want to get myself established and whatnot are well, definitely, I can accept I mean, a lot I mean, It's a compromise, right? Because you, I mean, even if a place a little, it's a little rundown, it's also going to be a lot cheaper, you know? So like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't grow up with Tay level money, but I did grow up in a pretty bougie town and my yeah. parents were by no means poor off. So. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to get at. Like, we look at a lot of these places and I, and I, I do, I think it's like, it's like, oh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I can't live in that. Well, that's, that's the thing. I, definitely, the three of us, I have the lowest because I look at everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I can make that work. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I see, like, like, we look at some place and I see, like, and it's even like little stuff. I see, like, uh, like wood paneling on the walls. And I'm like, oh, I'm not living in that. What, what am I, at 80? So, yeah, I mean, that's something I'm trying to kind of dance around because I don't want to sound like an asshole, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there's also like Prudes down to live in a trailer park when I'm I'm not super down. Oh, sure, and I mean, obviously, obviously, that those those more extreme ideas are things that are inherently kind of solo anyway. So I'd live in I'd live in a nice trailer park, but like like a nice one. But insofar insofar as like there would be a roommate situation or something, right? Like, yeah, I mean, a a modest apartment or house is totally fine with me. Like, not totally ghetto and fucked up, you know. my whole thing yeah, i mean I've, I've in terms of apartments the place i'm living in with two people is like 500 dollars a month so it's pretty right you, you said that and that's like that's that's one reason why like if you if you like the place i'm like that's totally fine with me <laughs> yeah i mean it's definitely an option uh i would prefer a house just for you know convenience of a house so I think, like reasons. i think that i think the how first off i think you there's a lot more diversity of location certainly right. but then diversity of options with a house and given that it is the you know a large metro area with a huge um university 
I think you're you're very safe in finding something a, a good uh, house for rent. So I mean, I mean, as we've seen actually in the well, especially and Seymour and stuff. Well, Seymour is one thing, but I'll actually actually say recently I've been seeing a lot of really interesting stuff in kind of city limits too. Like I and that might not be everybody's cup of tea, but like a lot of areas in Knoxville that are within city limits aren't really city living. All the uh, the the links I just posted in the other Discord are like kind of the South Knoxville area. Yeah, I've seen a lot of South and North Knoxville that both have like kind of areas that still look like the suburbs, uh, and but are like actually kind of cheaper than like Maryville or Seymour or like other areas. Let me let me take a look at these. Well, that little North Bed area we were talking about a couple of months ago was really nice, um, but it was more like a little bit more yuppie-ish. Which I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. S suppose we actually are yuppies, and if you think about it a little bit, we're young. We would be urban. I guess the only debatable point would be professional. Oh, well, maybe. Hopefully. I'm not I'm professional. Not, I ain't. I'm winging this stuff, man. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, those three you linked are, are fine. The only unifying problem I'm seeing is one bathroom across all of them. Which I, which I, it's like, oh, uh, sure. I mean, it's workable, but like, you know. I don't know, man. Brothers shouldn't be sharing a shitter, man. I mean, it's really not that bad, to be honest. All right. I'm just saying, right. you know. Taco night goes a little south. Someone's going to be out in the woods, man. But, you know, I mean, either way, I mean, I mean, if, if the price is right, uh, you can't complain, you know? Yeah, it's possible. But yeah, that that does kind of open up the options where you only sell you for for two people at 10 three. So, yeah, I've actually kind of done you a favor if you think about it. Sure, sure. This is this is getting into cope territory. Uh, no, it, it started in Cope territory, so. <laughs> uh, but, uh, that's fine. You know, like I said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging. I get it. Like, everybody has different standards and stuff. Yeah. And, and also, like, and, you know, I mean, the whole thing would be transitional for you in a sense anyways, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's far, it's far from home, you know? And yes, extremely. It's like, <laughs> you know, kind of make it gradual is fine. Yeah. Well, and another thing is, is like, you know, if, uh, as I've said, like, you know, cause it would be a, a family, uh, wealth, uh, investment slash vacation thing. I don't really know how much y'all would want to like be displaced by 80 year old boomers on vacation, like several well, times a year. Yeah, well, yeah. And I mean, that was always something that I was considering with that scheme. I was like, I wasn't sure how that part was going to work. If that was, I mean, they're fine. Good. They're very nice people, but, um, you know, I just, I don't know how that really gels with like, you know, young adults having to well, share yeah, space I mean, with like literal boomers. Sharing space doesn't bother me. I just wasn't sure if like, if they would have like crazy expectations or something, you know, I don't know, you know, like it's. Well, they raised me, so no. So they're, but, they're, they're, they're pretty used to, you know, having to downscale I mean, expectations. I mean, the whole thing's kind of, kind of moot because they haven't done it anyways yet. Right. So it's kind of like, I can't rely on that being part of the plan right. until, until it's done. Anyways. Sure, 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 sure. Very understandable. So like, yeah. for the time being, especially, you know, if Suck continues in a place that has vacancy or when his lease renewal rolls around and he chooses something else based on it, if, if he wants to go in on a, on a scheme like that, then my plan would be at the very least using that as a landing point for the first lease term there and then right. evaluating based on how that is for everybody. What the right. And to is. that end, to that end regarding the school thing, I will know that probably by early May. I, um, 
I will have some sort of definitive word on that, on whether or not I'm going to have to do something else. Or, um, well, it was transferred to Knoxville. Well, that's that's the issue. Is it's it's a it's a matter of transfer. So, um, because, might, yeah. huh? I might eventually figure that out myself too. Just, yeah, it's um. Yeah, I just don't know what you know. I don't know what will transfer because I this college I go to is, or uh, the college I went to after I dropped out, I was a little bit smaller, and I mean it didn't have like wide sweeping accreditation. I mean it wasn't you know a fly by night school or anything, but I mean it's just like uh, my original plan had been to go there and then go to a college nearby and do something different, and then that kind of fell apart a couple of years ago. Uh, have a degree already that you don't use, nerd. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's a whole other issue, I suppose. But the idea was trying to get away from that. But I mean, we'll see. Right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I that's kind of what has to be worked through, and um, we'll see. Worst case scenario is I I want to say because I know I talked about UT two two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Um, worst case scenario, I I'm pretty sure Maryville College would do it because Maryville College is also a small school. Um. So I think worst case scenario, I'd have to go to Maryville college, which I mean, I was like, Oh, boo hoo. I got to go to Maryville college. Like, I don't know. I actually, I actually had a better experience with a smaller college anyways. So I actually look at Maryville college real quick. Cause I've never actually, I've driven by. Yeah. I've driven by it too, a couple of times, but I've never like, let's look at it here on the map. That's right. It's ladies right and gentlemen. Oh, Lamar Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but in terms of like the housing situation, I would uh, in, for a two-person thing like kind of opens up houses for rent because yeah, the renting a house as one person like is generally in the higher than I'd like to be paying for rent kind of deal. So there's an economy of scale thing, and it gets dramatic yeah. better for each person you add typically. But yeah, uh, and then hopefully maybe by the time that it's like a more like a more pressing consideration, prices are even better than they are now. It would be ideal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a check back in a few months kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's super dire at the moment, but it is. I do. I, I definitely agree. I think the two man thing has opened up a lot more because you're just in that perfect area of affordability, but also like getting exactly what you want, because trying to get two people to agree on something is like logarithmically easier than getting three people to agree on something. See, and that's the thing too. Is it's really easy to get me to agree because my only priority is honestly just price. Like, and I was about to say, especially with you, because you're like essentially just like whatever. Right. So for me, it's like my thing is more just that it's afford. Like, like the I the ideal for me, and I'm not saying that I'm inflexible in this. Like, I could go a little bit higher if we must, but like I definitely would say that the ideal is like a, a net monthly rate of like 700 per person would be like right ideal for savings, you know. But right. But, yeah, Phoenix uh, saying you can get a prereq done at CC. Yeah, that's it's kind of what I did. It, it, it's just it was like it's a very small school, and I'm just not certain what will transfer and what won't. So, well, yeah, it's like the uh, if they reciprocate credits and stuff is oftentimes yeah. the problem, with, especially with yeah. interstate transfer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You don't have to like repeat. And, but like I said, like Maryville College is a religious school, and religious schools are usually. Um, a little bit more lenient right. so negotiate certain things with exactly them. exactly so we'll see i like i said i'm probably going to go talk to him in late april early may and i i, I 
the thing is if they go if we can like get it and say yes maryville will take you no ut won't and if it's like yes both will then i probably just go ahead and and you know take some courses there and then transfer here and then transfer after like probably i don't know a certain level um but if they go no nothing's going to transfer well that kind of queers the pitch as they say and at that point like i have no attachments left i mean if, if that's just not the route then that's not the route and i have to figure something else out um I mean, I guess I've looked into it because, as I said, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I said it here. I my my mother a couple of weeks ago, just like completely offhandedly when I was talking to her about it, mentioned something about park rangers. And I just kind of laughed and I went, yeah. And then I started thinking, about it, I was like, oh, that's not a terrible idea, actually. And so, I mean, that's kind of what I'm looking at. And I honestly don't even know if you need a college degree of any work of any type well, like i've seen uh at least out here for ranger stuff a lot of time with degrees in forestry help and, and yeah. similar field, similar fields like that but i'm sure it's, it's the sort of thing where they're probably pretty flexible where like or any degree might do if they require one yeah know? and that that may that may work out in my favor so we'll we'll see it's definitely something i've that's i also have to need to look into um because i've said before like you know i don't i've never really known what i've i mean there's I have kind of, there's some things I wanted to do, but like the doctor wasn't really something I ever wanted to do. Um, law enforcement was always something I kind of wanted to do, but then in the past few years, that's become unfeasible. So that, that was the, that was the only real yeah. dream that I'd ever had, um, of something I actually wanted to do. And now that's kind of gone. But as I've been, as I've said to people, it's like, cause they ask like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to do it in the mountains. Uh, and I'm pretty sure like, that from there things will just kind of like fill in the blanks on their own or i at least hope it will because i just whatever whatever's going to happen it ain't happening here i just know that for a fact it's not going to happen in laurel mississippi um well, yeah my mind has always been like the specific career and stuff that i end up with doesn't matter so much like it's more important that i just enjoy the overall kind of life that i have you know mm -hmm. and that like the rest kind of it's more of a matter of opportunity like what comes right. up um like I know, I know, I don't want to be involved in the family business. That's all I know. So, well, hey, very yeah. off topic, but uh, if you want yeah. to check the VTuber channel, Tay, I feel like this kind of follows the rat from like a day or two ago. Oh, really? Oh, we didn't talk about that. Oh. Oh, jeez. Ah. Yeah, I'm reading it, and that's ah, like and I just kind of, I just kind of free. But oh, we'll talk, we'll talk about it in the show. Let's talk about it for a second. So. Yeah. Uh, Niji Santi has been having a little, I, I, man, we switch gears on this show hard boys. Um, uh, Niji Sanji, of course, big Niji Sanji fan, big Poma fan, day one Poma Donchi, um, has been having some issues that their live, big live concert thing got canceled. Niji AR. And no one really said why. And I don't even remember what caused me to like invent the rat. But I invented a rat earlier and I said, I think one of the talents got knocked up and we just kind of laughed at it. Well, what suck was just talking about is uh, Millie just announced that she's got something going on in real life. And I mean, I don't I mean, that doesn't confirm it to any extent, but it's certainly interesting. But Millie is kind of the, the crazy one because it would be the craziest uh, option, in my opinion. However, 
That said, this also could be an excuse because, of course, Millie a few days ago had that stream where they like, I didn't, I never quite understood what happened there. Do y'all know what happened there? Yeah, so like, she made a stream where I think they like put some sort of like fake Discord chat or some other sort of chat up on the screen. Right. And it was like her and a few other Nijis just like pretending to be aunties talking shit about other Nijis. And I think they like heavily shit on Pomu, like even more than like the VTuber 4chan board did. Right. Or like her 3D live. Right. And obviously that would like internal grievances would obviously probably be the most likely explanation. However, I just really thought it'd be funny to make up a rumor that someone got knocked up. So, um, but actually now that, now that we kind of work it out in the broad daylight, that actually does like make a lot more sense that there's just like some heavy, heavy intra talent, uh, what's the word I'm looking for fighting. Yeah. Hatred going on. Um, because yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Is that video still up? Uh, no, it got instantly private. So, you know, Interesting. It was like even if they were doing that as like an ironic bit, right? Like I can totally believe that Nijis can be kind of nasty to each other because like I, I remember the bit where like their discords were leaked and they were talking shit about like uh, Halloween way back. Wait, and... Well, okay, that was taken out of context. That was maybe, taken out of context. Maybe, well, maybe. no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was it was 100% taken out of context. But but yeah, no, I mean, they definitely they are a little catty. Um, certainly, without a doubt. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to pull a VT here. Um, obviously. Um, Pomu is also going on a break here. Not this week, but next. Um, and for the past couple of days, she actually has been pretty down. So, I, 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 I honestly think that's. I swear to God, I swear to God, if a Filipino makes Pomu graduate, dude, I'm, I'm going to. I will. MacArthur will weep in his grave for what I will do to that island. Because oh. I'm not, I'm not obsessed with Pomo or anything, but. Right. But I am maybe obsessed. I am obsessed with Pomo. Uh, maybe that'll be your chance to save her, though. You can. Yeah. Rescue her from VTubing. Oh God, no, we're not. No, we're not doing that. No, 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 we're not doing this. Phoenix mentioning Kiki. No, we're not. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. We're not doing. <laughs> we're not doing this. We're not doing this. You need my my brother in Christ. You need to talk about literally any other woman on the face of this earth, please. I beg you. I'm begging you from the bottom of my heart. Please speak about anyone else. Yeah, yeah, I, I support his his uh, preoccupation. See, I'm not seeing a seeing a thread on VT about it right now, but and I haven't looked at VT in a long time. I know she's here's, awful. Uh, That's why you need to stop talking about her. Here's some screenshots from said stream. Okay. What you got in? Oh, ooh, okay. Here we go. It's, just, it's like just a bunch of cringe, like pretending to be haters and other rat stars and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is I, this is just yeah. I, I don't even get what the point of this was. Yeah, Millie's Filipino. Yeah. Uh. I mean, to be fair, some of these are some of these are solid points. To be fair, the uh, the Etheria is the worst group in Nijian, which not the worst group. The worst group are any of the ma male groups. But um, let's see. 
<laughs> How do you get an Nietzsche-Sanji nepotism? That's true. Petra's, uh, Petra's uncle. It does work for Nietzsche-Sanji. Hmm. Did, are yeah. some of these even rats? I like the Anna shitting bit here on the bottom left. I want to lick her toes. <laughs> okay, yeah, paste. Yeah, that's fair. Why do people hate Luca so much? Uh, is it a male? Yeah. That's why. Yeah, this is this is pretty cringe. Honestly, like I, I like this just I, I get why I get I get the mentality behind this. But, but it's one of those things like you need to have like the propriety to not do stupid shit like this that's gonna inevitably cause actual problems, right. even if it's a joke. Yeah, and then of course Millie was uh Addressing it. Anyone didn't get the context clues, the secret group chat is meant to be a satire stream and means to express and poke fun at the hate we receive on a daily basis. Show our ridiculousness. Please don't harass or ask any livers. Uh, yeah, I just it, it's just something in such poor taste. I don't I didn't see anything here where they were being too hard on Pomu though, unless yeah, that's that was not not in those screenshots. I'd be interested to see what they said about because Pomo's like and I don't even think I'm being biased. She's just she's the best. Like she really is. You know, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm being biased. Actually, now I think about it. Who does the highest numbers in EGN as far as the girls? Oh, um, hmm. I I really don't know. I couldn't I couldn't tell you because uh, I, I I'm the overall top performer in EGN is probably a male. Oh, it's Vox. Yeah, one hundred percent Vox. Um, do, do Nijis really? But the f top female, it used to be a Lyra. And then it was Nina for a while, but I think Nina's fallen off a little bit. I don't know. Let's look into it, actually. Um, a little, bit, little bit of casual number friend friending here on the stream. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, okay. So I think Pome. Uh, oh, I get Selen, I guess. Yeah, I think Selen's like does the biggest numbers. Um, but that it. makes sense because she's also the best. She's one of the top three, along with uh, Pomu and Rosimi. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'm just gonna go like on recent live numbers. So yeah, Alira does 35, 30, 44, 47, 39, 50, uh, 100. Dang, 114. How'd she get that? That's crazy. Yeah, she seems to be in like. Uh, well, it was a collab with uh, some other people, so maybe that was it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's averaging like 45, 40, 45, somewhere in there. Pomu. Mm, yeah, somewhere in this. Yeah, same, same-ish range. Damn, she got a lot of views on that karaoke stream versus everything else. Um, yeah, 40-ish, somewhere in there. Uh, Finana. Woof. Deserved. Woof. Wow, she's like 25 to 30. Of course, to be fair, she's doing some like... Some of these are like niche... I'll give her this. She's playing some extremely niche games, and that's like good for her. Honestly, like good for her. That's good for that's good for like VTubing in general. I'm tired of everyone just doing like karaoke's and Minecraft, right? 
Yeah, so like, she's playing Mabel's story, which is pretty cringe. Sure, but <laughs> Yakuza like, Kiwami 2, that's really good. That's I don't know that that's niche among VTubers, though. Like, a in, lot of VTubers have streamed the Yakuza game. In in the West, though? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, okay, well. Alright, then Selen. Uh, well, actually, mm, man, Selen's numbers are just, uh, like, across the, like, crazy. They go, they're so wild. I would say she's averaging like 50 to something. But, ju but judging by the fact they let her do a lot of bunch of uh, like big announcement things and this wrestle Sanji, which was really funny, by the way, with Pomu. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably it's not Rosemi. Rosemi's numbers are actually not phenomenal, but well, they're not bad. Uh, Petra. Petra used to be one of the lowest. And eh, she's actually come up a little bit. But she's also kind of all over the place, too. Actually, no, Hobo stars are still kind of low. So, And aside from the ones you've already checked, I'm like not super interested in the rest because the rest all kind of suck. Uh, Nina's numbers are actually super low now. Wow, that's crazy. She used to be way higher than that. I think people... Ironically, in that screenshot, where was that... Uh, they were crapping on her for having one joke. Where was it? I don't know where it was, but oh, here it is. Uh, Nina Kosick only knows one joke. I'm mom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of true. Yeah, that is kind of her one joke. Oh, that was loud. Um, Ramu. Ooh, boy. Woof. Woof. Some of these numbers, man. She's literally. Uh, did she really do a raid Shadow Legend stream? Uh, she's down bad for the money, bro. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Funnily enough, her most viewed video in the past couple of months or month is a Spanish stream. So she probably actually does better. Oh, is that her new outfit? That's actually pretty good. Give her that. It's a shame I like Raymu, but when she hitched her saddle to Vox, that killed it for me. Uh, wow, Millie. Oh, Millie actually does really good numbers. So, hmm, that's ironic. Yeah, but she's... She's too involved for rats to be given stuff like announcements like Salvo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then Inna. Inna also does good numbers. So uh, to answer your question at long length, it definitely seems to be like Selen, Pomu, Millie, Inna, Alira, and then... There's no, there's no like one that's like head and shoulders above the rest though it seems like. no all the girl all the girls seem to be more or less in the same ballpark but um, but like with the men i said like um like we're, we're not looking at like a like a fucking like Takora versus like aki situation or something you know like, no. it's, not, it's not like that sort of shit but then there's like vox well, aki's good i'm she's underrated vox is uh well actually his numbers aren't even that crazy anymore um, uh, I hope they go much further. I mean, some that. some pop off really hard, but then some don't. His average is definitely oh shit. Actually, some of these are actually a lot higher. Even his thumbnails are all super fucking cringe, honestly. Yeah, no, I I can't stand Vox. I I like a lot of the other guys. Like, let's see, uh, I don't mind Mista. Shoes actually all right. Luca, for obvious reasons, I don't like him. Ike is okay ish. Um. I like Sunny is okay. Sunny Briscoe's okay. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to it's, it's, even even if I was okay with trying to click on the uh, if you click on the Niji Ian official channel, it has yeah. them all. In the yeah, yeah, channels. thank you. 
Um, you know, I was okay with some of the Nijian men, though. Like, the problem is that they get so hard mogged by the Halloween men at this point. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Uh, God, who? I don't even know. Are some of these even actually Nijis? I don't know who the, the hell these people are. Oh, well, that, that Ren Zolto guy, he's the re Twitter reply guy. Yeah. Uh, Albin, I don't mind Albin. Uh, and so pretty much just like two of them. Meanwhile, uh, Niji or uh, Hollow Ian guys, I I pretty much like every single one of them. Um, yeah, except so. Alt, Alt, what is Altair? Alt, he's, yeah, he, he's a little grating. I will say the, uh, the best feature of him is actually his interactions with Kobo. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's really good at getting her fired up. Yeah, that's fair. I like Maria, but she has been... she Like, all her streams in the past... <sighs> while, she just shows, like, middle of the night for me. Like, I, she, I think she does her, like, home... Like, her... She got that scheduled on her fucking 4 a.m. I don't actually yeah, so. uh, know what she's like, but just her design and, like, just what I imagine her being like just feels like Rosimi at home, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she she's definitely, like, a Rosemi knockoff, but she's definitely, like, a little bit more professional. Like, Rosemi really doesn't seem like she knows what the hell she's doing. But it works for her. Yeah. Isn't she C? Yeah, I think she's actually in Japan, so... And she, I think she said that in her debut, and I think she was pretty uncomfortable at first streaming in Ian hours, and I think that's why she switched over. So, yeah, even some of the new males don't even do like big numbers anymore. So, that's why he replied, guys. Yeah. This guy is the one that everyone hates because he's like in hollow Ian girl uh, Twitter replies all the time. Hey, honestly, man, shoot your shot, man. Which, I mean, he was also in fucking. Uh, Yago's Twitter replies, so like maybe he's like a bit pissed off he didn't get hired. Could be. Now, here, here's one thing I'll say. Even though I don't look at VT like at all these days, I'll say one thing that I can appreciate about appreciate about dragoons is I feel like they tend to have really funny threads. Dragoons are are definitely the best. Like if we're talking fan bases as opposed like, to like, tubas, like panthers, yeah, yeah, like, like dragoons are the best. I think it's probably yeah. dragoons. And then rosebuds, and then I don't want to I don't want to put Pomodachi too high because Pomodachi's are a really varied. Fan I feel like kind of under. I feel like they're kind of understated on 4chan too. Like, yeah, I mean, they are in the end. A lot of VTuber fans in general are kind of like queer, so quite literally, yes. Um, yeah, and I that's what I was trying to very gently dance around was the fact that there's a lot of uh, uh how do we how do we put it um there's a lot of weird pomodachi but dragoons tend to be like pretty universally like based so um pomodachis are actually a little based too they did what did they what was it they were doing the other day oh it was <laughs> Uh, it was a couple of months ago. Pomo was playing. Uh, I think it was Pomo was playing trombone champion. And actually, I gotta look that up now because I don't. Well, I'm just gonna tell the story, and I'll just preface it saying I don't remember who it was actually Pomo, but it was someone. No, maybe it was Ame. Maybe that was why it was so funny because it was so based. Um, and she started playing Hava Nagila on trombone, and chat was it with the fart noises. 
No, 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 no. Hava Nagila is uh, the the dun, 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 right. Dun, but dun, I'm, dun. I'm saying like there's there's a setting in that game where you can change it from trombone noises. Oh no, I don't I don't think so. But chat. one of the hollows did do that. Oh, okay, maybe that might have been, but I don't because I, I can't remember if it was poem or not. But chat was just going like it was exactly like you thought it would be. <laughs> oh man, so it was, it was a little crypto based, which was funny. So um. I can't remember if that was Poma though, and I'm I'm too lazy to look it up. Just kidding, I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, Poma Rain Puff. I love Poma so much. I'd be really upset if she graduates because of this. I don't think she will. I think she loves this too much. Um, I watched um, Diamond City Lights 3D the other day or earlier today, mm. and it's it's just it's she's just so painfully wholesome well that's one, something that i can say about her is she she doesn't seem to fall into the same like kind of dumb petty trap as a lot of the other nijis do so like that what hopes it looks like uh when gura was playing it there were quite a few oi vase in chat it might have been gura but pomo also played it so i'm gonna i'm gonna assume it was pomo i was thinking about because i want to think and i don't i haven't watched gura in like forever i don't think but I'm actually going to look at that now and see if I actually did watch Gura. I said it before, but I hate how like YouTube like split these tabs up. And... It's really annoying. You've definitely scrolled too far. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Trombone. Yeah, I didn't watch that, so. Oh, wrong tab. Uh, yeah, so. Uh... Well, this show took a weird turn right there at the end. Yeah, well, you know. What uh what what do you, what do you what do you say we mercy kill us? Put a, put a, sure. put, a, put a pillow over its face and put it out of its misery. I've got to go to bed anyways. Yeah, I got to go to bed. Too. I got to go to church in the morning, I so. I'm going to go back to bed too cuz I'm fucking tired. Um, of course, we will be back here tomorrow night me and suck. We will be uh, we will be having the first annual shitty awards, which boy howdy do I have some hot takes for that. Get ready for the twenty minute football show tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna be rough, and I, I didn't watch the skills challenge, so I'm not even gonna talk about that. I I'm a watched a couple of them. I mean, there was these weren't any like variations from last year. So. Yeah, the Pro Bowl though tomorrow could be interesting, so we'll have a little bit to talk about that. We'll preview the Super Bowl in a little bit more depth, and yeah, we'll do the shitties. Yeah, it's gonna be a short one, but you know, hey. Uh, fun fact is, we're two, hey, we're two weeks away from announcing the uh, rebrand of the show. So that's true. We'll probably talk about it on this show first, and then do it the next day. So, but yeah, no. Anyway, uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for showing up. Uh, we had a good one. I feel like I feel like the last few have been a little like a down key a little bit because I've been. On my bullshit or whatever. Yeah, there's been a lot going on for everybody, I think. So yeah, so it's it's definitely it's nice to it's nice to kind of have the well, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Well, it certainly went a little bit longer than the last few, I think. So well, there also hasn't been that much to talk about. Yeah. It's a you know these you know depressing winter months and not not a not a yeah, lot every, of news. every year every year we have this issue where the first quarter kind of feels really slow. Yeah. Oh hey, we will have a lot to talk about next week. In fact, we might even just do a whole damn episode talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Um, 
review embargo goes up Monday, so we'll, we'll you'll be able to know if you should pre-order for the early release. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll probably just, I mean, we'll spend a while, pro- hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully we don't play it and immediately regret it and yeah, say it's I mean, the biggest we'll, we'll turd we've see, ever played. We'll see if it gets enough hype that I actually go in, because uh, right now I'm not really super interested. But Yeah. But we might, uh, yeah, next week we might just, we might just play the game on stream and talk about it. That might be the show next week. So, uh, but yeah, no, uh, all right. Well, say goodbye, boys. Bye. Keep it beefy, boys. God, don't. <laughs>